I'm in fucking shambles. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know we're going. We're fine. Oh, what's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast with the finger point. Love it. This is episode 269. Oh. Nice. Very nice. For the week of January 15, 2023, this week's title of the episode, again, I'm in shambles, like I said. The title of this week's episode is Phase Up in the Snow Down. Get it? Yeah. Isn't that clever? Look at me. I'm fucking awesome. Let's get it. Also, the end of a dynasty. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire. This week, I'm joined by the man in the Halo Outpost Discovery hat. Kicking it old school. Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Monday evening? I'm mad. Oh, don't be. <laughs> don't be mad. Viking because bad. who called it, well, baby? Who called it? Yeah, yeah, who yeah. called it? One and done in the playoffs. Let's go. Winkler. With a seven-month resub, you get a woo! Fresh citrus. Welcome to the live show as well. Godzilla, Lucky Todd, Rainwater, All in Juan, uh, Carnage. God, I already said Godzilla. Fox too quick. One swole daddy. Uh, did I forget anyone I might have? I apologize. Norin, welcome back to the live show. Good to see you. Epic Z, Epic, and uh, Fox as well. Like I said, welcome everybody to the live show. Hope everyone's having a great fucking night. Will, I asked, how are you? Besides the Vikings crumbling, uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, busy work day, but here to talk some Halo and do the show, man. How are you doing? How are you? You know, um, I'm great. You know, it's, <laughs> I called this shit from week four or five of the Viking season that we were not going to do anything in the postseason, and sure shit, we're one and done the playoffs. I called that. I, I'm not trying to like toot my own horn because it sucks being right about this, but it's just, everything was pointing to it happening. Oh yeah. Uh, Literally the first, the one time we played against the Giants earlier, which was just a couple, like a few weeks ago, um, it came down to a one score game because they always come down to one score game with us. And uh, we won by a field goal at the last second. And I'm like, that's ah, not going to happen again. And here we are. So it is what it is. Um, shout outs to, before we get into the actual like Halo stuff, shout out to the Jags uh, coming back from 27 to nothing. At halftime against the Chargers, that was fucking insane. Um, shout out to the Bengals for eliminating the Ravens. And yeah. to the Baltimore Ravens, Paul, uh, pay fucking Lamar Jackson, please. And Wes Clutch Price will be very appreciative of that, too. He's a big Ravens fan. And, uh, yeah. Who knows what's going to happen with the Cowboys? Who knows? All the games were tight. Even the Bills almost blew a 17-0 lead. That's right. The Bills, too. Look at that. It's been an entertaining weekend, to say the least. To, you know, look at that. You know? You never know. Jags using wall hacks. Coming back from 27 is crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Shuck, welcome back to the live show as well. Will, do you want to know what's coming up on this week's episode of the show? What do we got? We have HDS Charlotte major information being released. Empyrean gets better while Argyle also gets better, but then gets worse all of a sudden. Yeah, that's been fun. Yeah. Roster Mania has reached its peak before the season starts, including the end of a dynasty. 
Ascend leaves the HCS, and we have our topic of the Space Station Spartan Snowdown results as well. Well, without further ado, let's get into some competitive news. HCS 2023 kickoff major Charlotte information. This is by the HCS. Key info includes February 24th to 26th because, duh, it's at the Charlotte Convention Center Hall, B 501 South College Street in Charlotte, North Carolina, 28202. It's a major. It's global. Twitch and YouTube will be where the broadcasts are. You can buy spectator tickets, right? Meow. But VIP tickets are sold out. Um, team passes will be available on January 19th. There'll be a 4v4 prize pool of $250,000 and an FFA prize pool of $5,000. Here are the venue tickets and team passes in for Maison. General admission, three-day tickets, $50 a piece. You get entrance into the event, access to compete in the free-for-all tournament at no extra charge, and you'll receive a Halo Waypoint token that unlocks all in-game items provided as Twitch drops over the weekend. So they got rid of the whole, like... I can't remember if they were for VIP only at Worlds or not. Who fucking cares? You get Twitch drops if you even get general admission, which is really cool. So there you go. Uh, Swole Daddy asks, are they doing the same Charlotte, Anaheim, KC, Orlando, Seattle locations? No idea because the roadmap has not been released. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Tashi did say that the plan is still to release the roadmap by in this month, in January. So just hold your fucking horses. I wish we didn't have to wait, but you know, it is what it is. VIP three-day tickets were $100. Again, they're sold out. And uh, you get a limited edition VIP credential. Dedicated entry line, a check-in, access to the VIP lounge and private bar, which, again, you still have to pay for a liqueur. You get a production tour, which was shit in Seattle. Hopefully is much better this time around. We're just being brutally honest. You get early access to the free-for-all competition check-in 30 minutes before GA. It's general admission, not, you know, gentleman's agreement. Uh, chance to win exclusive giveaways. And you get 10% off on all HTS apparel and merchandise at Charlotte. You also receive all the Twitch drops because, duh. Uh, kudos. Why are people saying optic underperformed? I think phase just outplayed optic. I don't know who is saying optic underperformed. We'll talk about that later on. Kudos. Welcome to the live show. I mean, loose. I'll just say lucid did say that their edge was not as sharp. Yeah. Like they got to practice up a little bit. They also did not. They also did not scrim against the, uh, new phase roster. Oh, phase. Tool says, hey, I'm here early. Welcome back. Good to see you, bud. And Briggs, sorry I'm late. It's all good, man. Welcome back to you as well. And then this was kind of the first, like, kind of big news point here. Now, everything was already pointing to this being the case, but it became official as soon as this released. Partner team codes. In order to provide extra value to fans and also allow fans to support their favorite teams directly, you can use any of the below codes at checkout to receive 10% discount on your tickets. When you save 10%, the teams receive 10%. And those codes include FaZe, Optic, Space Station, Navi, Sentinels, Quadrant, and Complexity. So yes. First up, let me just say this. Hey, Gravity Killer says you guys kick ass. You fucking kick ass. Welcome to the live show. Greatly appreciated. Thanks for tuning in. So if you look at that list, when the article was released, you might be like, oh, what? Where's Cloud9? Where's Fnatic? Where's G2? Where's E-United? They gone. So yeah, they're not in the partnership program anymore. Uh, there still has yet to be an official statement from the HCS side of things. Who knows if we're ever going to get one of those. But 
this basically says what everybody already knew ahead of time is that those four organizations are no longer partnered. They're no longer in the HCS partnership program. What we are hearing and basically what we've been told is that cloud nine will have a roster at Charlotte. I, that's what we've been told. Don't know who that includes. Don't know if that's going to change, but there's that. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, again, that's, I'll say that's subject to change, but it's what we've been told. Uh, Pepper, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show says, hi, I want to, uh, oh, you want to offer a promotion? Yo, we can get views and chat bots. Holy shit. We got to sign up. Where do we send the credit card information? Do you want my social security number too? Can we give that to him? I'd like to, I'd like to sign. I'd like to purchase what you're selling. Who's left for roster media apart from French toast. Isn't the dust settled as to speak. It kind of feels like that, but anything could fucking happen. Who knows? So yeah, those are the teams. So those four organizations are out of the partnership program, according to this post. And, uh, you can use one of those other codes to get 10% off your tickets if you so choose to. Support your favorite team and get a discount on spectator tickets. If you use the team's code, be sure to share on Twitter and tag the team so they know you supported them. There's a military discount, uh, MLT, for 10% off, and a senior discount, SNR, for 10% off as well. So there you go. Congratulations to the um, military personnel and seniors. And uh, hopefully they show to the event. Team passes will be available on January 19th, like we talked about. Charlotte qualifiers, just like last year, a set of online qualifiers will determine who will begin their Charlotte major run in pool play and who will have to battle their way through the open bracket. More info to come. Follow HCS on Twitter for qualifier registration dates. And those still have yet to be announced. Less than a month away. Or, no, it's a little more than a month away, but still. Yep. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, $5,000 FFA tournament. As usual, the Charlotte Major will also feature a $5,000 FFA tournament open to all event attendees. Pre-registration will open on January 19th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And then Twitch drops. They'll be a thing. We don't know what they are yet, but they will be a thing. Terraform asks, do we know if Nated is still planning a comeback this season? Yes, he is. I know he was grinding towards it, but it's been a while since I've seen any info. I believe he is. Um... He did say he was a free agent for season two. Tis now season two. Who knows? I know he was not a big fan of Infinite when it released. We'll have to wait and see. The Honda Fan Cup returns by Honda and Game Pass. Welcome to Honda Fan Cup. Play Halo Infinite each week for your chance to win a part of $20,000 in cash prizes. Honda Fan Cup is open to all players of all skill levels, 18 years or older in the USA, Canada, and Mexico. All events start at 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time, and feature a 1v1 double elimination bracket. The top eight of each event will win cash prizes, and the top two claim a spot in the finale on twitch.tv forward slash Xbox on March 4th. Schedule. Halo Infinite qualifiers, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Saturdays of January 28th, February 4th, February 11th, and February 18th. In the Halo Infinite finale at 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, March 4th. You can watch the finale stream on twitch.tv forward slash Xbox forward slash Xbox. And you can watch the qualifier streams on twitch.tv forward slash LVT Halo. 
register, do all the things. You know what the fuck to do. And if you don't, go to start.gg and fucking do the thing. Or go to the uh, Google Doc of the show. It's the show. And you can, you know, find all the information fucking doodle in there. It'll be Aquarius, Live Fire, and Recharge. 15 kills to win. 12 minutes. It'll be BR. No secondary. And then here's how the prize pool. Here's how the prize pool will, will go down. Godzilla, thank you for the sub. You get a woo! 7th and 8th for the qualifiers, 50 bones, 5th and 6th, 75, 4th, $100, 3rd, $150, 2nd, $200, and 1st, $300, and the finals, 7th and 8th, $250, 5th and 6th, $750, 4th, $1,500, 3rd, $2,500, 2nd, $4,000, and 1st, 6,000 buckaroos, 1st place from the Fonda, Fonda, the Fonda Hand Cup, The Honda Fan Cup Halo Infinite Finale will also win one Hayworth or Haworth, how the fuck you pronounce it, and Halo Fern Gaming Chair. It's a nice chair. It is a nice chair. It's an expensive office chair, but it's an office chair. James Jarl. Welcome to the live show. Or is it James Jarl? Or is it James Jarl? I apologize. For me being an asshole. I'm just catching up on chat to see if there's anything happening. Collect is good shit. Moving on. Ranked Empyrean updates are coming soon. As in tomorrow, tomorrow. The map's getting fixed tomorrow. It's only a day away. (laughs) As of of recording the show. Uh, Yes. Uh, fa- oh God, Fafaro land with the follow. Thank you very much. Welcome to the live show. Here are the updates that are coming to Empyrean. Rockets. They did it. They did it, guys. They did. We can pack up and go home. They did it. Ammo's being changed from four to two. Thank fucking God. And the respawn timers changed from three minutes to two and a half minutes. So they're coming faster. Overshield respawn, uh, respawn timer changed from two minutes to two and a half minutes. So that's coming a little bit later. But they're going to be on the same timer then. And the sniper rifles are getting their timer changed from two and a half minutes to three minutes. So they're coming a little bit later. Plasma pistols changing from two weapon pads to one single pad located on mid bridge. Great change. And spike grenades are being removed from mid bridge. As a result, tie games TV. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Got my tickets for HCS Charlotte. Super pumped. Super pumped for you, man. We'll fucking see you there. And then, so those are great changes, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great fucking changes, and they're coming quick. Love to see it. Um, I really like the rockets and overshield being on the same timer because teams have to prioritize one or the other. Yes. Nova, welcome back to live show. I agree with you, Ungoy, but at the same time, I'm all for added timers, baby. Uh, where's HCS? When's HCS in Texas? It hasn't been announced yet. Other than the Optic Invitational, which will be taking place later this year because it got postponed. That'll be in Arlington if it stays in the same venue. Who the fuck knows at this point? But uh, they did say that there will be... Now, if... Again, we talked about it before. If words are not being misconstrued in that reply, then a major should be in Texas this year. If words were not being misconstrued, then Tashi said a major should be in Texas this year. Okay? So, 
we'll have to wait and see. And here we go. Argyle, while maybe no longer a versatile trash pile, does have a bug infestation. Get it? Trash bugs? Sure. See? Look at me. This is my Lucid Callus Lunchbox and APG. Lucid said, honestly, not even surprised at this point, and put out a clip. And this clip is very important. It's a clip of not being able to use grapple shot or sprint. Now, the question was, why? Because I have this same issue. Hmm. And I just thought, like, my settings got fucked up or something with crouching. Okay. But, like, so, like, when I thought, but no, the game literally thought I was crouched, so I couldn't sprint, but I wasn't crouched. Okay. It's also, I've heard people saying that they can't crouch while they, while they have this bug as well. So it's not only sprinting, you can't crouch. There you go. So Callus put out a tweet today and it says the changes to Argyle are a W, but Argyle still needs to be vaulted until the grapple glitch is fixed. We can't run tournaments on a map where grab, we're grabbing the grapple equipment. It's essentially playing Russian roulette for that life. Can't grapple, can't crouch until you die. So there you go. I thought I was just fucking losing my mind, but this is a legitimate thing. And then Lunchbox put out a tweet um, with a screenshot from APG's point of view where the lighting on Argyle is just fucking like blinding lights by the weekend, you know, just straight up blasting you in the fucking face and you can't see anything. Yeah. Formals like right in front of them and you can barely see the player. Oh yeah. It's awful. So the Argyle sandbox changes were great, but it still has some bugs that need to be worked out. So I'm, I'm anxious to see what happens, if anything happens, leading up to Charlotte. Was Argyle a forge map? One of the forge maps? Yes. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. I have no idea. Just something to throw out there. Yeah, Argyle and Detachment were the ones that were added to matchmaking, and those are the 343 made forge maps. Yes. So, bug is... Uh, Hate fucked me since they released. That's a fucking phrase. Okay, that's aggressive. Time to call an exterminator. Thank you, Lucky Todd. You keep fucking keep going with the dumbass pun that I made. Love it. Um, that's it for the competitive news. Will, it's a big one. What do we got next? Rustermania. What a great question by Gravity Killer. No. <laughs> The answer is no right That's now. The question. He says, any news on McWin's team? Not oh, yet. Gotcha. Yeah. Not yet. All right. We'll start off with um, a post from Drift, and it just says, the, the Latam top one roster for the 23 season is going to be Drift, Magico, Noble, and Bullet with Coach Nugget. He says, my squad is looking for an org to represent this year in Latam and in all the international tournaments. So good luck to them finding an org. Let's see if anyone uh, will pick them up. Hey, Pittsburgh Knights, I see a roster's available to yeah. pick up. Lamau. <laughs> oh, um, status quo for the Spartan Snowdown. Can't do the growling. Snowdown! Yeah, yeah, my voice won't do that. It's okay. But it was Nessity, Swish, Huss, and Super CC. We'll see if they stick together or if more changes will be made rolling into the season. Correct. Hero, welcome back to the live show. Welcome, welcome. And Toucan, um, SSBM, <laughs> welcome back as well. Shopify Rebellion is going, or is, was, Mental, Rain, Rhinoob, Kamea, and Best Man as a Coach. Rhinoob stated, 
Late announcement, I wouldn't be playing in the Space Station 25K this weekend. Planned a vacation, and it happened to land on the same date. Good luck to the squad this weekend. Um, And yes, son, that's why we said uh, status quo for the Spartan Snowdown. Because, yes, it was only for that event. All right, next up, the one of the big ones. Probably the, the biggest the one, biggest we're being one. honest. The biggest one we saw... The new phase roster this weekend, Snakebite, Frosty, Royal 2. Royal 1 even as the coach came over, uh, they joined Renegade. Um, Snakebite put some information out on the change, and he said, big thank you to everyone for all the love today. Going to talk about stuff in more depth at a separate time. But man, this stuff is never easy, and needless to say, this situation was even more heartbreaking. And I believe we're actually going to pull up some clips. Yeah, so Snakebite had a stream yesterday where after they won the Spartan Snowdown event, um, he talked briefly about the change and he will be releasing a video when he, he says that he'll be releasing a video either tomorrow or record this on Mondays. So either tomorrow on Tuesday or Wednesday. And it, it, from his words, it sounds more like Tuesday. So tomorrow, um, but I'm going to play some clips for you and uh, no video. I'll just have the audio here. And this is what Snakebite had to say yesterday during his stream yeah i'm gonna have a video um coming out do you have it muted right now why the fuck isn't it coming through now all of a sudden probably, there we go thank you probably like tuesday or wednesday uh i'm gonna go into like kind of a little bit more detail not the full detail but more detail on the whole thing and uh i'm gonna talk about last season this season uh kind of what went on that kind of thing obviously it's not gonna be the full story but it'll give some insight into to last year's roster rumors and all kinds of stuff like that so um you know yeah i mean needless to say i'm i'm i, I think like i think the whole thing it doesn't take away from how excited i am to play with john because he's unreal you know obviously i don't really need to tell you guys how fucking disgusting he is but i think uh you know not playing with tj is something i'll always be heartbroken over um you know, it sucks. It sucks, and to say it sucks doesn't even fucking sum it up, you know? But. <clears throat> think, think it's impossible to not feel that way. You know, I love him. Like, I literally love him, person, teammate, everything. Like, and I just, I just think, again, I'll have a video talking about it more later on. It's kind of impossible to not talk about. Kara, thank you so much for the gift, man. You know, I appreciate you. Um,. Like I said, I'll, I'll talk about it more in depth in a video rather than a stream, but um, it sucks because like, I just think it was just such a fundamental, like, it just sucks, man. It didn't come down to him. It came down to us as a team, you know? And that's where, that's where it just fucking, it just sucks. And people, people are idiots and just blame one person or blame this and blame that and whatever. And the reality of it is with the way Infinite is played, we just were not playing it correctly and we could not play it correctly uh and that's the reality of the situation it didn't come down to one person it came down to everyone as a group we could not as a group figure it out um and we tried tried really fucking hard to figure it out you know but talk about it more another time <clears throat> okay so in that first clip he talks about how it just with the way infinite is played they just couldn't get it to work as their previous roster okay 
Here's the next clip I got. Do you think adding Renegade will help with the playstyle change? Yeah, I mean, I think it already has, you know. I think I think all last year, we, um, you know, we have a lot to work on still um, with our new roster, but I think that John brings uh, an element to uh, sandbox control and weapon control and overall, um, like, just that that stability uh, on slaying that I think we were really lacking when it came to came to weapons. Um, and like I said, I don't I don't really think that, that I think it's more of a credit to him and not a discredit to literally anybody. It's just he is John is John, you know. And I think that when that player is available, you know, it's tough it's tough to pass up on. <clears throat> hey, Wookie, much love, homie. Thank you for the forty four. Okay, so there's that. Why does the music so perfectly set the movie? To ask him why he sets that in his streams, you know what I mean? Uh, Martin, welcome back. Good to see you as well. Is Ace out of the infinite competitive scene? I have literally no idea. All I know is that him and Tyle and all I pair, like I thought were a duo. But who knows at this point. Um, Frosty spoke a bit about it today when I said uh, how the two of them play really well off each other. He said Renegade's map movement and awareness really opens the door for them. Well, that's great. And then here is the next clip. Excuse me. That we have. Like, through all of Infinite, I mean, you guys know it if you're fans of us. Like, we struggled with weapon control, power weapon control, um, you know, power up control, and that's what Optic does best. And if you go and look at Worlds where we lost, it came down to that. Like, on Livefire King of the Hill, when we played him, we didn't get a single fucking overshield. Um, can music be lowered? Yeah, of course. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, you know, I just think, I think in this game, it sucks. It like I, even like I always say like like I say even though I'm fucking pumped to be teaming with John, like it fucking sucks to not be playing with TJ. Like I, I literally am. I, I'll forever be heartbroken over it. Um, but in this game in particular, like our team was just not rewarded for being, in my opinion, was just not being rewarded for as good as a team as we actually were. Um. And that's no disrespect to any of the other teams. Like I think we're, like I said, I think we're top three. I think we're top three. But I don't think we could beat. I don't think at the end of the year. I think the end of the year showcased that we just weren't able to beat SSG and we weren't able to beat Optic. And I think a lot of that came down to the way that we were playing the game. And even though we were stressing all the things that, in my opinion, like needed to be stressed, we just couldn't figure it out. And it's like every gun and all this stuff is such a fucking power weapon, man. Everything, everything is such a power weapon. Every single weapon. And like for whatever reason, like we just couldn't 100% adapt to that. It wasn't like we were bad at it, but we couldn't be the best at it. Yeah, and you know, I think, and you guys, and you guys know, when it comes to Renegade, I literally think that that's John's strongest suit in Infinite. Is I think that literally he just, it's like, you know, I don't know. Perfect. <clears throat> And I think, honestly, like, I think the three of us, um, hey, what's up, Ben? I think the three of us need to improve. I would, like, I think the three of us aren't good at what John's good at. And I think that that's, like, I think that goes into, like, you know, with the whole, th with our team with TJ. Like, we as a unit, we're not good at it. Like, at power weapon control, weapon control, um, you know, all the sandbox stuff. Like, we were not good at getting it and capitalizing. And that's what John's good at. Like, dude, honestly, like, after watching him and, like, having him on the team, we've played, you know, we got to play four days and then we played in the tournament. Well, three days and then the tournament. Um, you know, like, 
when he gets weapons, like he's such a force with them. And it's like something that I, even myself, like I don't do as well as him. And like, I need to learn from him how to do that. Cause that's what this game is. That's all this game is. Um, you know, and it's like to say we're bad at it is like not exactly like to say we're bad at it is like not exactly it doesn't sum it up because like I literally think with I think we were top three like plain and simple like I think all year we were top three no offense to the other teams that you know no offense to the other teams that outplaced us but like we just kept losing to the one and two seed like that's literally we just couldn't beat the top two that was it we couldn't beat the top two that was all it came down to like Orlando and Worlds like I literally actually I think we were better than we were at KC So, I Briggs, I see what you're saying, but just hold hold the opinion until the clips are done. We only have two left. Hold the clips until, I mean, hold the opinions until the clips are done. Because if you're paying attention, he's not, he's not blaming TJ for how they're performing. Okay? Here is the next one, the second to last. Why didn't Renegade just come to send? Uh, again, it'll be more in-depth in a video, but long story short, um, you know, he's under contract still, and FaZe obviously view him as their, you know, they view him as their future. Our contracts were up. So that's why, like, that's why the switch didn't happen, is to be like, well, you guys are already on Sentinels. Why didn't John, just yeah. come on over. You know what I mean? And I mean, it totally makes sense from FaZe's point of view is that, well, you have John. You don't want to get rid of him, you know? Generational talent, you don't get rid of something like that. And then the last clip that I have is the following. Basically, Ben, basically, we couldn't get the roster that we thought we needed. And, you know, that was kind of... It was either, like, honestly, it was the same thing with, like, KC, like, with the whole KC thing. And, I'll, again, I'll be in the video, talk about it. But, like, post-KC, it was, like, it was John or TJ. Like, if we can't get John, then there's literally no one that could replace TJ, plain and simple. Um, you know. And with our contracts being up, obviously, this became more of an option, and we decided to go with it. So obviously we have to wait for the full video to come out where he provides more context, more information. Uh, something I did not include in here is that he talked about how he's not going to be getting into personal things um, because that's between all of them. And like, it doesn't sound like any of it's bad, but like, that's not the whole point of the video. The point about it is to about the professional aspect and the rosters and all that and how that came to be. So stay tuned for that, which should be coming tomorrow. We record this on Monday. So that, that should be coming from snake bite either on Tuesday or Wednesday this week. Um, if he sticks with that and you, you heard him say it, it's like, he said, if this move wouldn't go, like if this didn't go through where they wouldn't have gotten John, then they don't want anybody else, but TJ, it was either John or TJ and that's it. Like these guys have been together. So before before we continue with Roster Mania, I want to take this opportunity to talk about the end of the dynasty that was that CLG Optic Talk Sentinels roster. When I was looking it up, and I bet Snakebite would have more information, like more intel on this because he was part of the team, but I, I believe that that roster 
of um, Snakebite, Royal 2, Frosty, and Lethal, with Royal 1 as the coach, obviously, or what have you. It didn't, even ha- it didn't have to be him because Clutch was also the coach at one point in time. But that core four group of guys, um, I believe they are the winningest roster in Halo Esports. Ogre 2 may be the winningest player, but in terms of roster, like full roster that has stuck together for so long, I believe that CLG Optic Talk Sentinels roster, that group of four, are the winningest in Halo Esports. I may be wrong, but I think that's what I saw. And thank you, Epic, if that's true. You don't see these happen very often. You don't you don't see something like this happen very often. And as as an old head myself, as an old head myself, I love when these guys stay together and they're winning for so long and they have that chemistry that just their chemistry and their skill and their teamwork goes game to game to game. It's it's transcendent. Hearing Snakebite go through all that and his love for TJ, but also understanding from a from a talent perspective, from a wanting to go further, wanting to be the best, wanted to want to be the greatest team you possibly can be. And the John opportunity, the renegade opportunity comes up and they're able to capitalize on it. I don't blame him for doing so. Would I have liked to see this roster stick together? Absolutely. Obviously I'm a, I like the longevity aspect of it all. And they weren't bad. Like they, they, they still weren't bad. They had, they had their worst placing ever at a, at a land tournament. They had their worst placing ever. And it would, I think that was worlds fifth, sixth. That was their worst ever. Yeah. And I just, you, we may, I, I, I don't want to sound like fucking, I don't want to sound weird when it comes to any of this, but I want everyone to take, just take a step back, sit back in your chair, whatever you're doing, and just think about this for a second and, and realize you really come to this realization that we may never see something like this again. We may never see a roster like this again. One that's been around for so long as they have as that group of four win as much as they have consistently in multiple titles. We may never see this again. And I know, I know the rumors were out there and all that, that, uh, this change was going to happen, that renegade wanted off cloud nine for the longest time. And he, the only thing he wanted to do was play on Sentinels. But there was always that piece of me. There was always that part in the back of my mind that like, I didn't want to see it happen because I just loved the way. I just loved, I loved how they played. I loved how they worked off one another. And it's, and snake bite says it is that 
the way Infinite plays as a game, with the sandbox being the most important aspect and where he feels like like every weapon can be a power weapon, it kind of does feel that way. You have stock rifle, bulldog, pulse carbine, actual power weapons with sniper rockets, all that stuff. And they feel that Renegade is able to step in and fill that role that they need, which is actually being able to get and utilize those weapons more efficiently. Do I blame them for making the change? Absolutely not. They want to be the best team in the world. They want to be the best they can possibly be, and they believe that John will get them there. And frankly, yeah, I think so too. I think John will get them there. And I'm not even saying this based off the performance that we saw in the in the tournament over the weekend. Because I just, you, you take a core three guys who've been together for so long, who know each other inside and out, and you bring in one of the best talents in the world, one of the best pure raw skills in the world on that roster. I know that the season hasn't technically started yet, but you're already dressed for success. Like you're already poised to make massive runs. Just like that. But again, I just want people to understand and I want people to realize that now that the the CLG Optic Talk Sentinels dynasty is done, we may never see something like this again. And if you if you want to reminisce, if you want to reminisce, like go back and watch go back and watch X Games, right? Where EG wins and you're like and everyone's like, oh my god, fucking Lethal made the wrong Lethal made the wrong decision in leaving. And then you have the snipe down versus lethal thing happening. And then, oh no, lethal actually made the right decision and they fucking just kept winning. Explain my favorite show on G4. Absolutely. Um, Diablo, first off, thank you for the follow. And no, no disrespect, obviously. And yes, this is a business. We understand that completely. I'm just, I'm just saying from like a, just from a standpoint of, the roster being together for so long and them being friends and all that stuff. But yes, absolutely. And if you, I don't know if you've ever listened to the show before, but yes, we are fully aware that business is business. Um, and no disrespect taken. So good luck to phase man. Good luck to him. They got renegade got what he wanted. He got exactly what he wanted. And you know what? (laughs) Ready for me to spin this shit? Oh, boy. Okay. Not, I'm not going to try to be an asshole here. I'm not going to try to be an asshole. But do you see what happens when, when you're not incredibly vocal about what you want to do? Make things happen behind the scenes. Make things happen behind the scenes. Don't cause a fuss. Don't cause a ruckus. And you got exactly what you wanted. Food for thought. And again, I'm not, I'm 
honest to God, not trying to be an asshole. It's just something we talked about all year last year. All right. Well, with the majority of Sentinels moving to phase, we then have the new Sentinels, which Lethal stayed on. They brought in Collect Spartan and his duo, King Nick, and we have Chig as a coach. And Spartan put out a tweet. Pending transfer agreements and my contract signing, I will be moving to Sentinels for the HCS 23 season. Buried the hatchet with Lethal, picked up a young cracked gamer and Collect that we can mold into a god. Stuck with my duo King Nick and Chig is our coach. Before anybody speculates, Nick and I did try to keep Falcade with us, but he ultimately decided to go to a different roster, and I'm sure they'll announce soon. Good luck to him. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. God. Oh, it's something on my throat. Back with Boo Boo. Oh, that was weird. Ooh. Um Diablo says John was on an island uh John was on an island when all this went down. I hope everyone remembers that. And that's like just the way that he handled the whole thing. The way that John handled the whole thing. When he was asked directly about it, he's like, we'll just have to wait and see. Oh, we're dropping. Oh, oh, oh. Are we returning? Okay, I think we're okay. Stream good, everyone? We'll keep an eye on the bit rate and see if something happens. But um, Teacher, thank you for the follow. Greatly appreciated. All right. Um, an update on E-United. And thank you, Ongoy. I appreciate it. This comes from James Fudge of the Esports Advocate and his the title of sources, E-United Closed, Only CEO Remains. And in this article, he states, The Esports Advocate has learned from multiple sources that E-United no longer has employees or players left to run day-to-day operations or compete in esports and is therefore closed. As far as we know, the only remaining employee is CEO and founder Adam Stein. As of this writing, it says TEA has reached out to Stein for comment confirmation. According to a source familiar with the situation, speaking on background, the last employee to exit United was Matthew Burns uh, Podoff, mm-hmm. who announced on December 31st that, quote, it was his last day at United, end quote. Um, Podoff, who declined to comment on this story, spent more than six years in the role of general manager and VP of esports, both acquiring and managing talent, mentoring players, and helping the organization win multiple championships during his tenure. Along with uh, Podoff, social media manager Connor Langdon, graphic designer Isaac Waller, and video videographer Louise Ortiz were let go at the end of December. They were the last remaining employees at the company from what we have been told. From the end of August to early September, the company also quietly laid off a number of employees. United never fought, uh, filled many of these eliminated roles. At the end of 22, all remaining players were also let go, according to one source. United comp- um, competed in a number of professional leagues in 22, including Gears of War, Halo, and Rocket League. So they're officially, they're, they're done. Yeah, they're, yeah. Closed doors and everything. Um is unfortunate. I've heard a lot of good things about them um, as an organization, and it just it it sucks to. I mean, I've also heard some negative things. Let's be real. Um, more positive though, in all honesty. So, I mean, it is unfortunate. Jersey, welcome. Good to see you, bud. Don't worry. I owe you a drink. I haven't forgotten. Um, 
Oh my God. I'm going to, I'm just going to call you skillets. Thank you for the follow. Uh, this guy and RGO three, four. Thank you guys for the follows as well. Welcome to the live show. Good to see you. Hope you're having a great, great day or night. Burns was nice as hell. Also had some sick ass Jordans. I'm just going to throw that out there. He had fucking red and blue ones. Nice. You wore them everywhere. Huh. Sick ass fucking Jordans. All right. Um, Next and last news story, Ascend departs HCS. Um, they put out, it is with great sadness that today we announce our departure from Halo Esports. Um, there's a video unpacking the drama at the World Championship from the players' perspectives. It's it, worthless. There's no other. It's just. It's them talking about that situation at Worlds that went down between them and United. There they were go. just, that's all it was. The video was worthless. If we're, if I'm being just completely honest, Mark's good to see you as well. Welcome back to the live show. Um, Daddy says, do you guys see the comments about Frosty and Royal though? Um, I feel like it's a good talking point. What were the comments? PJ sending everyone on face some bitch and shoes. Give me your size. You need to get me shoes. Is that what we're saying? Um, how much happier Frosty and Royal are now? I mean, good for them. I hope they are. Like I said, I, I want them to do well. I want every team to do well because more competition's great. And hopefully that translates. No, fuck, man, what the fuck? I want shoes. Come on. It's one of those things, too, where, like, I bet that team was feeling like they weren't reaching their potential. And now that they have an opportunity to, they're reinvigorated to keep playing and keep pushing. Absolutely. So, yep. No longer stuck in a rut, if you will. Yeah. You want me to read the statement, Will? Yeah, if you wouldn't mind. Okay, so let's give some context here. Um, this is a statement from the Ascend CEO going in-depth on the decision to leave Halo Esports. For the record, we have not read these statements yet. We were going to save these for the show. Um, well, realistically, I was going to read them earlier. I didn't have time to, so that's on me. Um, but why not just take this opportunity to read through them live and uh, give our raw reactions to what they have to say? And then uh, also we included um, additional context within the show notes. So feel free to check those out as well. Oh, here we go. Drop more frames for a second. See if, the, oh my God, hold on. Comcast, please. I know, right? We're dipping. And oh God. Whoa. We are all over the place. Oh, it's crazy. If I need to change servers, I'll change servers. It's not that big of a deal. All right, I think we're back. Here we go. It is with great sadness that today we announce our departure from Halo Esports. See, that's why that's why I stopped talking because I was watching the bitrate just go. All right, here we go. It is with great sadness that today we announce our departure from Halo Esports. First and foremost, I want to make it clear that this decision is due to our experience with 343 and within the Halo Esports ecosystem and, and not against the players. We truly enjoyed working with them. We believed in them and re-signed contracts for 2023 months ago. We're sad to see them leave the organization. Oh, okay, that doesn't make any sense, but sure. I want to share more about what happened in the background and try to be fully transparent towards our fans and fans of Halo. Firstly, it's important to us that Halo Esports can provide a sustainable environment that encourages organizations to join and to stay in the scene, not only for the partner teams, but for organizations at every level. 
We believe this is not the case, and we find it hard to see a future for us given the way the current Halo esports ecosystem is run. Over the last year, we experienced a number of problems and decisions made, and with the people in charge at Halo esports, which I sadly expect comes as no surprise to those that follow the scene. Okay. Our primary issue was the incredibly poor communication we received from the esports team. We were naturally dis- What the fuck was that? Diablo with the gifted sub, thank you so much. You get a woo! Oh, that was to collect. That's even funnier. Our primary issue was the incredibly poor communication we received from the esports team. We were naturally disappointed that we were passed over for partnership, even though we never felt we were entitled to join. Okay, so then why even say that? Regardless of the decision, we doubled down on our support for the scene. Great. Resigning our players and increasing our budget to provide the best possible training and preparation for our team for the upcoming tournaments. Awesome. In return, we asked for, uh, in return, we asked for was feedback on what we could improve to allow us to plan for our future in the scene and potentially be considered in the future for the, for the program. In response, we received no reply to our emails, despite multiple attempts, and heard instead through rumor alone about the feedback other organizations had received. In our initial meetings and partnership interview, we were promised an open dialogue. Despite this, as soon as our application was declined, all attempts at communication have been ignored. <laughs> well, that's fucking awful. Um, Briggs, collect... Yeah, he's here every now and again, yeah. Whilst trying to plan ahead, we've asked for further information about 2023, about upcoming tournaments, schedules, or plans from 343. At the time of writing, it's early December. Our requests have been ignored, and we continue to have no information. Nobody has information, so you're not alone there. It is impossible for us to make informed decisions about budgets and progression for our team without a roadmap or schedule for next year. Again, we don't have that either, so, you know. What are you going to do? One of the key requests made by HCS in the partnership application process regarded content creation and how we could bring content to HCS fans. Again, despite not being partnered, we spent a lot on sending additional staff to create content at HCS events. This is especially costly for a European organization given that 90% of events are held in the U.S. and require uh, international flights. But we were happy to be involved in the scene and promote our teams in EU Halo as a whole. On arriving at events, we were uh, beset with obstacles preventing us from creating content. HCS tells us that to become a partner team, you should be able to create great content. Yet at events, only partner teams are allowed backstage and able to access the player for uh, players for content purposes. I'm gonna take us. I'm gonna take a qu quick, like, point break here because now I'm going to. Wow, we are really going everywhere right now with this fucking bitrate shit. Uh, Goblin, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Um, and, uh, oh my God, I don't even know how to, uh, I'm a five Oh, I'm a 50 IRL. I think that's what it is. I'm a 50 IRL. I think I got it. And, uh, is that Kush Goblin? Jesus Christ. Thank you guys for the follows. Welcome to the live show. So Lewis, formerly of United, said, trust me, going backstage would have done nothing for your content. It's pitch black back there aside from the gaming monitors. I'm sure that their other frustrations are valid to a degree, but the content thing is a poor excuse. 90% of what I filmed was everywhere but backstage.
you guys don't notice any video or audio lag, I'll just keep going then. And then if something happens, just let me know. Sweet. So uh, just for context here, I have OBS on a, uh, IRL, IRL means uh, in real life. Um, we have a screen up here in front of us that has OBS as a big window. And so we're able to see the bit rate, the amount of drop frames and all that. And things have been fluctuating like a fucking roller coaster all night. I am Barnaby Jones. <laughs> nice. With the two month resub, you get a woo. Thank you very much. And Shio, welcome back to the live show. Good to see you. Terraform. If I didn't say it before, welcome back as well to you. Um, here we go. Professional sports will always have moments where teams are treated unfairly. This happens in every sport. We experienced such at the recent oh here we go. We experienced such at the recent World Championship in our match against United. We were massively disappointed with the ruling. However, the biggest frustration was caused by how the HCS officials handled and communicated the whole situation with the team and our organization. Once again, despite varied attempts to communicate or discuss with anyone from the HCS during the issue and after the event, I'll get to that in a second. All of our requests were ignored. We do believe, as many in the scene have speculated, that had uh, the same issue happened to a partnered organization. The ruling would have been different. Of course, we'll never know, and as a result, our players suffer the consequences. Uh, Briggs with the two gifted subs. Thank you so much. You get a woo! Greatly appreciated. Thank you, thank you. Um, We talked ad nauseum about that situation between Ascend and the United at Worlds. Basically, basically, the conclusion was if the, I, you guys may give me shit for this. And frankly, I don't care because we talked about it a long time ago. If the ref tells you to play, you play the game. What Ascend did was they stopped playing. And in their video that they released from the player's perspective, which I understand is a fucking shit show. Like I get it. I'm not, I hope I wish this never happened. Obviously I wish this never fucking happened to them because it's awful. But even in the video, they said one of our, like we thought that we would stop. Well, that's your decision. And now you face the consequences of stopping. Like you guys stopped playing. You didn't, the, the ref told you to keep playing. You may not like what the ref is doing. You may not like what the ref is calling. You may think they're doing a shit job, but you know who you don't go against the ref. And that's, so if I recall, they, they were, Telling him there was an issue, like a bug, right? Yes. There's and a there's an issue with his screen or like his PC that was causing issues. I think it was Sika. And sometimes you they tell you to keep playing so they can physically see and properly call like, hey, this is actually happening. We need to reset. Right. And if you just stop and they can't see what was happening, then they told you to keep playing. That's I'm in the same boat. Yeah. They said keep playing, so keep fucking playing the game. Or there was a headset issue, something... Uh, I think there were a few. Like, if you go watch that video, like, I think they say what it was. But it doesn't... The fact of the matter is, 
You were told to keep playing. You didn't keep playing. And then in that video, they talk about how, like, apparently somebody on United said that they were thinking about doing a replay, but somebody else said they weren't thinking about doing a replay. And then it's all about competitive integrity. The competitive integrity was if the ref says to play the fucking game, you play the fucking game. Do I wish this never happened? Absolutely. But don't be blowing smoke up my ass saying like, oh, this is all about competitive integrity. So we decided to stop playing. Oh, Scherzer even says he had a, he had an audio issue. It was investigated and he had unplugged his headset by accident. Now that was the official statement that was released by the HCS, right? Scherzy? Because I believe we read that statement as well. That sounds, yeah. The fact of the matter is if a ref says, play the game, you play the game refs. And I'm not even blaming the ref right now. Okay. I'm not blaming the official in this capacity. I'm going to, I'm going to subvert this to the NFL. Do seriously, do refs blow calls? Oh yeah. All the time, right? Do you still play the game? Yeah, should happen. You play the fucking game. You can complain about it all you want, but you play the fucking game. If the ref says play, you play the fucking game. Let's move on. Uh Lodell or Lodal. Lodali? I pro- I apologize for mispronounced that. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Greatly appreciate it. Finally, we were disappointed that only a week before the world championship is announced that money from crowdfunding would no longer go towards the prize pool. I also was not a big fan of this, but it is what it is. Uh, This in itself was disheartening as this tournament was one of the few that benefited all the regions within the ecosystem. But to make matters worse, they suggested that they would be redirecting this money to fund partner-ran events that have so far been either invite-only or North America-specific, directly taking funding from international regions and focusing it back into one region. I like that. I like that. that. That's that's a fair statement. That is a valid point of criticism directly impacting your region. I don't like I don't like a lot of this statement. Like I don't like a lot of this statement. But that that paragraph that paragraph is the only thing so far that I've read where that makes sense for your region, how that would impact you. And I think that's a valid point of criticism is being upset. Okay. We understand that the North American scene is by far the largest and most profitable for the HCS, but we really believe that with some support, Halo could grow to become a successful esports title across multiple regions. We're happy to see that finally a second EU organization has been partnered, and we wish only the best for the hardworking organizations and the uh, tournament organizers behind the scenes that continue to try to push Europe and other regions forward. Okay, nice statement. For us, actions speak louder than words. 343 and the HCS team have made multiple claims regarding their support for the scene, but we feel that their actions suggest that they do not understand how to uh, create an attractive ecosystem for organizations, especially outside of the North American region and partnership program. We're saddened to hear Halo veterans suggesting that the same mistakes are being made in Infinite as they were in previous Halo titles, and we and we genuinely hope that Halo Esports will learn from its mistakes. I feel like they have already learned, but that's also besides the point. We hope our players will find nothing but success in their uh, in their careers going forward, as they have already proven that they have some of the best in the game and should be treated as such. We thank everyone for all the support we received during our time in the scene. The passion and dedication you show for Halo is some of the greatest we've seen in any title. Despite our short time competing, Halo will continue to hold a special place in the history of Ascend Club. 
Okay, couple points. The not being told how to improve to be considered in the partnership program in next years, that's shitty. I think that is, we even talked about that. Is uh, uh, that, that they, if there is a plan, like this is hard, right? If there is a plan to get partnered, then sharing that plan to help others work towards getting partnered in my mind would be a nice thing to do. Right? Like yeah. it's kind of like a job interview, right? I go in for a job interview. Um, I think I do pretty well, but I, I call back and they're like, Oh, unfortunately we, we decided to move on to other candidates. Okay. What would you see? Is there anything that I could do to help improve my chances at future careers moving forward? Like that, that's a good question to ask if you get denied for a job. Yeah. Right. This is a partnership program. It's supposed to be a partnership between the two. If I, I'm trying to get reciprocated here. Right. So that point I understand because we've also known over the years that communication and HCS and 343 don't really go hand in hand very often. But what I will say is, is that things I, and this is where I disagree with another statement that was made in here. I feel like strides have been made. Yeah. They've, from what I've seen, it's been better. Yes. Not, nothing's perfect. Right. But it's been better. Exactly. Um, but as others have said in the chat, and as I'll reiterate here, remember when they were denied partnership originally and they didn't bat an eye, they said, we're still here. We're, we're still going to work on getting better and hopefully we'll be considered in the future. And we praised them on the show. We're like, that's awesome. You didn't get considered for the partnership program, but you still like the eSport. You still want to invest in your players. You're going to stay in the scene. Awesome. That's how you handle a statement. Not how KCP handled theirs. Right? Can agree, yeah. Chicken with the seven-month resub. You get a woo! Thank you very much. <laughs> Welcome back. But then you come here in this statement and you bitch about not getting partnered. Oh, that's a bad score. I don't like that score right now. Cowboys are winning. Um, you you come in here with your statement and you're mad that you didn't get partnered. We were talking about it in Discord and this was before I have read this statement. This is before I've read this statement. The partnership program is, in my opinion, in my mind, not designed to save an organization financially. It's not. That's not the intention of the partnership program, in my opinion. So if you are going, if you're trying to get partnered, and yes, financial, like the financials would be, I mean, any money is better than no money, but it's not going to save you. And, and I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that Ascend needed that. It's just, come on. Uh, Corey Baum, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. 
Swole Daddy says, I mean, to be fair, with all the teams leaving in a sense still not partnered after feeling like they got the short stick at Worlds, I don't know if I actually kind of, uh, I don't know, I actually kind of feel for them. The thing, Shirsey says, a partnership means you work together. Each has something to offer. Question is, what have they done? Shirsey, the, the answer to that question is, what, ha what have they not complained about? That's, that's just it, though, is not complaining... <laughs> Yeah, that, that's what I'm getting at. Should not be a pre-resignation. Right, but that's what I'm getting at is that all they're doing is, oh, we didn't get accepted. Let's complain about it. Yeah. And let's wait until we're leaving the scene to complain about it. The communication thing, I get. That sucks. Like, I'm, I'm with you on that 100%. We've seen that issue in the past. But if you're complaining about not being able to go backstage, when you could just as easily, like, um, like Lewis said, do it outside of being backstage... And actually have lighting, you know, to create content. Like, it, look at... Optic is such a great example of outside of venue content, right? They they show the, the team arriving in the city, dinners. Now, there is some, like, walking backstage stuff or walking into the venue, but you can do that from wherever you're coming, wherever you're coming into the venue. Exactly. Like... You can do con space station did content out in the lobbies. Like we're going to talk about it later, but like the, the skits that the they skits, did, the vending machine, that's all in the lobby of event halls. Shirzy, literally. Thank you because son, and this isn't to shit on you, son. This is just to point it out. You said fanatic did get top eight at worlds though. Otherwise it was a rough season for them. And Shirzy said, people need to stop thinking placing high at events equals partner because it doesn't. Your roster that you have literally means nothing. It literally means nothing. The organization, the organization is what matters. The reason why, the reason why Quadrant got partnered, why, Will? Money, F1, exposure. Lando Norris, oh my God. Why did Complexity get partnered, Will? Cowboys. The Dallas fucking Cowboys. Backing, and it's... It's all about the money. It's a business. We just, you know... Um, Place, again, this is this was not to shit on, that, on the previous comment. This is just to prove a point, and we, because we see it all the time. It does not matter what team you have. It does not matter how you place... It's about money. And I think it comes down to, it's a partnership, right? So if the org is hand, are handling themselves correctly, that increases chances. If you're putting out content that will boost viewership for HCS, your players, no matter what players you have, mm -hmm. it's a good partnership. There's, there has to be that trade-off, right? You're getting partnered with the HCS, so that means maybe some financial support in whatever way that is. We know skins sell well. Um, there's obviously more airtime for whatever during the matches. You get your players, which means your sponsors are on screen. Um, your jerseys are being shown. That's all important. Uh, skins in the game. Skins in the game, yeah. So what can you bring to the HCS that's going to round that all out? Exactly. And, Son, thank you for the clarification. Again, I, I never meant to shit on your comments, so please understand that. Um, 
the other thing too is like, guys, like for complexity specifically, who's a part owner and streamer for complexity? Said uh, Tatman, right? Tim the Tatman. What has he done for complexity? Yes, I don't know. He's done these quote-unquote tailgating events at the Cowboys oh, Stadium. Yes, yes, streaming Warzone. That's right. He and had, there's uh, fireworks and shit like that. Yeah, he had a uh, doctor. Uh, can't talk about him on Twitch. Respect. Who cares? <laughs> so think about that in terms of Halo. Everybody loved the Kansas City boot camp at the Royal Stadium. Like, that's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on that. I think that was fantastic. Those jerseys were fucking fire. What about the Cowboys Stadium? Money. Not grim. Did he United leave Halo? Yes. They gone. Oh, AT&T Stadium. My bad. Thanks, Maddie, the fucking Cowboys lifer over here. <laughs> Welcome back, Maddie Rums. So, again, um, Ascend, it, it, on one hand, it does suck to see you go because you did believe in your players. And I said this on Twitter, like I... Thank you for believing in your players, for signing your players, and and helping EU Halo get bigger. But at the same time, don't come out here with this elongated post where really you're just coming off as whining. That, that's the thing for me, is they're talking about how they want to see success in the space and all this, but yet they're like whistleblowing as they're leaving, Right. Well, it's like, what KCP did at the same time. It's Except like, they were more rude. If it, there's there's some things in here, right? Like, do I know? Like, they're talking about the not receiving feedback quadrant, Daddy. There's your answer. Uh, not receiving feedback after asking, like, what could benefit them in the partnership program and Navi, by the way. And they said they heard nothing from. HES, like, email someone else, maybe? Like, did you reply to the send out of denied partnership and no one monitors that email box type of thing? Like, I don't know. Am I being too, oh, they wouldn't overlook that, but someone might. See, so, th again, that was, I agreed with that statement. So well, I have I nothing, I have nothing to say regards to that. I, I think that communication should be better in this aspect. We've seen it better in a, in a settings aspect in things that are being updated. Oh, the feedback from the pro players is being heard now. Let's do something about it. But in terms of the partnership program, this isn't the first time we've heard this issue. But at the same time, what was the other team that we heard that had this issue? Um, KCP. KCP. Who are the two teams whining? These two. These two. Uh, Respo, welcome to the live show. Thank you for the follow, as a matter of fact. Quick recap on the juice. We read through a sent statement about them leaving the HCS and they're being whiny. You don't deserve anything. You earn it. That's basically it. Hopefully that answers your question. Welcome. Hope you're having a good day. Uh, Mjolnir, great name, by the way, says KCP video was the cringiest shit. It really fucking was. 
It really was. Uh, Daddy says, okay, this makes more sense. You're bringing me over your side. Welcome. Welcome to the side, the dark side. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry that went long. Um, Should we move into... The upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com? Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo Esports needs presented by none other than himself, Maddie Rums, in the chat. Fuck you, Maddie. Fearless Bowl Cut. That's a great name, too. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Daily tournaments, Z League daily tournaments, and First Blood daily tournaments, and then on Saturday, January 21st to Sunday, January 22nd. Uh... Will, I'm going to let you try to pronounce this because it's French. Oh, God. I have no idea. And I, like, you're, I know we don't speak fluent French, but yours is better than mine. So go for it. <laughs> um, it looks, it literally just like, looks like Gaiman, but Gaiman, Rouen, Met, Metropole, because they wouldn't pronounce the E at the end. Metropole, 4v4 land. Thank you, Will. There you go. Thank you very much. Uh, Son, you make a good point. I feel bad for the players playing with non-partner orgs because they can pull from the season at any point, uh, leaving them trying to find another team. That, and I do feel for the players as well. Like, that's one thing that we talk about all the time in the show is that we want what's best for the players. They're the ones playing the game. Plain and simple. They're the ones playing the game. Um, Diablo, as you've said multiple times, yes, everything is a business. We completely understand that and respect that because, you know, you got to make money. But at the same time, it does suck for the players involved when there is a lot of turnover in the organizational space, let alone the roster mania space, where that's all the fucking time. Um... And Grim, yes, we did talk about the crowdfunding thing, and that was that that was the literal only point I think that I agreed with fully in that statement was the crowdfunding being pulled, but them relating it to their actual region and how that affects them personally. That's good feedback. So sucks for Derek Carr too. Hey man. I I'm just gonna say this real quick about Derek Carr thing. I truly hope that he gets what Matthew Stafford got. I hope he gets the Matthew Stafford revenge tour. That's what I hope. Pours his heart, his soul into the Raiders. Go to another team, win a fucking Super Bowl, and stick it right to him. And I'm not even sticking it to them, but like, Matthew Stafford, he speaks highly of Detroit because he's been there for so long, but he poured his life, his soul his career into Detroit had a couple, had some, had a few good years. He had Megatron for Christ's sake on that team. But then he's like, you know what? I'm going to go fucking win a super bowl. And he goes to the Rams and win a fucking super bowl. Bada bang, bada boom. I want the same thing for Derek Carr. That's it for your upcoming returns. So Lucas presented by noobcom.com. Check out noobcom.com for all your Halo sports needs. And Maddie, I love you, man. So you gotta gotta flip it on him. Yeah, flip the script. Wasn't expecting that. I know, right? So you gotta keep him on fucking toes. Bro knows football. I don't, but I did call the Vikings getting one and done in the playoffs. Yeet. 
And yes, I just dabbed and yeeted at the same time. Uh, wonderful. I am 31 years old. I'm going to walk away soon. Let's move <laughs> on. Scrim Tournament League recaps. Will, what do we got? Oh, we have the Halo Reek Re- League, Halo Rec League FFA series. We'll start with the week four standings because that's all we have for them. It tied for ninth. It's the amazing C4 and Shield Z. Eighth, Benjo Stark. Seventh, Hip Freddy. Uh, tied for fifth is Shadow and it's bad to be you. Fourth, Winkler. <laughs> Third, Big Dog. Second, T. Jolts. And first, Bane117. Shout out Winkler. He might be here. You never know. All right, next up we had the Stadium Spartan Series Preseason Cup number two. It took place on January 12th. And your top four teams was uh, Lahazi, which was Asco. Brainiac, Bistos, and Momo. Third went to the Lads. Quadios, Burton, Septic, and Baxter. Second went to Tactical Gaming, Warlord, Haulers, Simply Gambit, and Sticka. And first went to Jump Out Gang, Kimbo, Glory, Respectful, and Moe's. Good shit. Gosh, there's another showdown, Josh. The Stadium Spartan Series preseason. Showdown! This took place on the 14th of January, and in fourth place, uh, your top four. Uh, first off was Flying Dutchman, uh, Milzy, Mista, Clonely, and uh, Sire. Third went to Jump Out Gang. Again, Moe's, Glory, Kimbo, and Respectful. Second went to Quascend. I love that. Love it. Uh Chick Legend Flux and Nestle. It reminded me of like the croissant. But it's croissant. Uh, <laughs> croissant. 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 Uh, first place went to Navi with a pickup. It is Jimbo, Snipe Drone, Snakey, and Mighties. When does CSA start up again? No idea. No idea. You're going to have to ask them to be honest with you, Grim. Perfect. Uh, and that is the tournament league recaps of the week, except for. What we have next, our topic, the Space Station Gaming Spartan Snowdown results is happening. We're going to start off with some notable series, okay? And then we'll get into the results and then overall thoughts on the event. So I have some notes. Here you go. Diablo says, phase the fuck up. That's right. Do you like the title of this week's episode, Diablo? Phase up in the snow down. (laughs) All right. Pool play. Pool A. This was the only pool. This is the only pool that mattered. Like, let's, let's be real. The reason why this is the only pool that mattered is because of French toast. Okay. I won't play the song again, but if you checked out last week's show, you know what I'm talking about. So, we have Optic Gaming against Sentinels, the new Sentinels, all right? Game one was CTF on Aquarius, it was 3-2 going to Optic. Game two was Slayer on Live Fire, 50-34 going to Optic. But game three was Strongholds on Recharge, 250, 250 to 166 going to Optic. So, it's a 3-0, but the strong... Holds was important because there's a trend. There's a little bit of a trend here. 
pay attention. Sentinels take a 113 to 7 lead to start the game off. 113 to 7. But then, like Clutch said in the broadcast, you give Optic an inch and they'll take a mile. Trippy's able to get the grapple and camo, and then with the patience of him and his teammates, are able to get a fresh round of slays and push into the C stronghold for the trip cap and the lead. Once C gets recaptured by Sentinels, Optic went right back to how they got the lead in the first place. They kept control of A and B, all while keeping Sentinels on spawn around C. After some stronghold swapping by both teams, Optic maintained their lead throughout the game to win 250 to 166. It's important to know. It's important to understand. 113 to 7 to start the game off. Okay? There's a trend. Get excited. Um, Ikuza says, I'm worried about uh, seeing G1, 10, 3, Space Station Gaming, and Scrims. Space Station Gaming, a.k.a. Cloud9, were never good in scrims. They were never really an online team. They performed at LAN. And what is what do we always say about this show? Scrims don't matter. Because in all honesty, they don't. It's practice. Okay, it's just practice. Scrims don't mean anything. It's just practice. Then we had, again, in pool A, French Toast going up against Optic Gaming. And this is where everyone were like, oh my God, what the fuck is happening? The world is ending. The world champs suck. Optic sucks. What's it? No, let's calm down. Captures with the follow. Thank you. Welcome to the live show. Game one was strongholds on live fire, 250 to 76. Optics start out strong. But then that wasn't the case anymore. Oh, God. Sick Ninja? Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Game two was Slayer on Aquarius. 50 to 49. Going to French Toast! <laughs> oh, That's a close game. Close game. Yeah, yeah. Good shit. Game three, CTF on Empyrean. Two to one. Another fucking trend. Hey, guys. I, I, I should have gone back and checked to see if I could, if I could tally this up. Um, but I am truly curious how many Empyrean CTF games and Argyle CTF games either went to time or full caps, because I bet they all fucking went to time. CTF and Empyrean two to one going to French toast. French toast are ahead one to nothing for the majority of the game. And once optic are able to get a cap of their own to tie the game, French toast are immediately ready for the counter cap along with rockets and positioning. Optic were unable to get a capture to send the game into overtime with just over two minutes left, along with a fresh overshield, actually. But with the perfect defensive play by French Toast, Optic lost the game two to one. And then game four was King of the Hill on recharge. Oh, this was fun. This was fun, guys. Let's paint a picture. You're Optic Gaming. You're currently up three to one and have the fourth hill three-fourths of the way capped. And French Toast, French Toast, has no progress on the hill whatsoever. None. Okay? With three minutes and 20 seconds left on the clock, but that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. You're feeling pretty good, right? Get a couple more rounds of slays, and you win the game, right? You surely cannot lose this game, right? Right? Well, they did. And they lost badly. Fre uh, French Toast clawed their way back for that hill. 
And then it was the French Toast Show for the rest of the game. Never really struggling through the last two hills to eventually win the game 4-3 to three in the series 3-1. to one. I, that was like a peak. We're witnessing a breakdown moment. Like, I swear to God, all they literally needed was one or two more rounds of slays and they just would have won the game outright. But no, that did not happen. So then Optic Gaming lost in pool play against French Toast. And everyone was like, oh my God, what is happening? Well, then Sentinels also played French Toast. And Sentinels beat them three to one. Okay. So now we're in a conundrum. We're in a little bit of a pickle. What's going to happen? Due to Optic Sentinels and French Toast having the same two to one record within the pool, the standings were decided by map wins, resulting in Optic and French Toast moving on to bracket play and Sentinels being eliminated from the tournament. Now, I get predictions wrong all the time. And when we gave like base pool predictions, I guess you could say, I really thought it was going to be Sentinels and Optic cleaning house. Oh, yeah. Um, you really have like a pickup team with this French Toast squad and they are going on a fucking tear. Okay. So unfortunately for Sentinels, they did not continue on within the tournament. And here, here is a statement from Spartan after the fact. Lost 0-3 to Optic, finished 2-1 to in pools. Even though we beat French Toast, they have a better map win percentage, so we're out. GG's to everyone. Played horrible that series, but it is what it is with four scrims under our belt. Sucks we're out over a team we beat, but oh well. More just aggravated at the fact I placed top 12 because of a format issue. Why third place doesn't go to losers blows my mind. Both of the teams that advance from our pool deserve to go through. There's no denying that. The only thing I would like from tournament organizers is to take note... Um, that having bottom two eliminated from pools is never good. Third place should always go to the loser's bracket. This was almost the same format at Worlds in October until we rioted and got it changed. Imagine how horrible that would have been. Just hope moving forward we never have this kind of formatting for any tournament ever again. Nonetheless, I appreciate the opportunity to compete as always, and thank you Space Station for hosting the event. On the one hand, I understand the frustration, believe it or not. Yeah. Because... We almost did have that at Worlds. Now, granted, Worlds is a much bigger deal. And this is a preseason online event. They, I will say this, though. The thing that I am slightly more surprised at is that this wasn't run Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It was just Friday and Saturday. Which makes me believe if they did make the format change, then we would have ran into Sunday. Maybe, maybe they didn't have the resources allocated to do something like that. It's just an observation that I made. Very possible. Yeah. So it is what it is. It does suck, but, you know, bounce back. In bracket play, winners round one, we had French Toast going up against Space Station Gaming. Space Station Gaming. Formerly of Cloud9. Or formerly Cloud9. Game one was Oddball on Streets, 200 to 149 going French Toast. Game two was Slayer on Empyrean, 50 to 48. Again, going to French Toast. After a very back-and-forth game tied at 44 apiece, SSG were trapped in their base with French Toast on the offensive, picking players off and eventually taking the lead 48-45. to 45. At 49-47, to 47, instead of going for the final kill and giving the opportunity for SSG to make a comeback, I loved this game-time decision. The players on French Toast get the call to make their way back to mid, 
as a fresh overshield and snipers are on the way. It is at this time that Gilkey is hiding in green with the plasma pistol and an unsuspecting bound comes around the corner. Gilkey gets the kill and wins the game 50 to 48. And that was fucking awesome. I, there, there's things in Halo during a match that you see and you're like, you're like the fucking meme of Leonardo DiCaprio sitting in the chair and pointing at the TV like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's that. Like when I saw that play, I'm like, oh shit, that, that's that shit. <laughs> like they they had SSG hunkered down in their flag and in their in uh in their snipe tower. And then they have a lead, but they don't take that SSG roster for granted. And instead of giving them a potential numbers advantage, they're like, hey guys, OS and snipers are coming up. We already have the advantage here. Let's just back up a little bit, still maintain mid control, get the fresh overshield and guarantee the win basically. And it just happened to be that, um, it just happened to be that Gilkey was just chilling in, in green, yeah. hiding in the corner, you know, with plasma pistol ready to go and bounces like it just gets fucking annihilated. Well, if you get the call they're all, like maybe the call came through that they were all pushing for overshield or whatever it may be. Just didn't expect them to be there. Well, I, yeah, I'm just like, they, they just backed up perfectly and yeah. they they made it so they didn't want to make the dumb play. They didn't want to put them in a scenario to lose. And that's, that is awesome. That's the shit you love to see. Uh, noob with no name. Welcome to the live show. Thank you for the follow. And Gray, uh, oh God, Gray Shigami. I apologize for mispronouncing that, but thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show as well. What game was that? I uh, kind of love to rewatch that moment. That was Slayer on Empyrean, game two, and winner's round one. And uh, Brotherly, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. And also, if you guys want to see the stat breakdowns, okay? The, uh, I It took me some time to fucking get these. So I'd appreciate it if you check them out. If you want to see the full stat breakdowns for each of these games that I'm talking about, um, in each of these series that I'm talking about, check out the show notes, exclamation point, show notes and chatter. Check out the link in the uh, description of the show. If you're listening to the audio version of it, checking out the YouTube bot, um, because it'll bring you to every waypoint match article. Uh, it'll take you to every waypoint article for the match results for each of these games. Game three, King of the Hill on live fire, four to three, going to space station, CTF on Aquarius, uh, game four, five to two, going to space station, and game five, Slayer on streets, 50 to 35, going to French Toast. French Toast, send space station to losers. Winners round two, Optic against FaZe. This is their first meeting in this tournament. Spoiler alert, they meet again later. And, uh, Nothing really to talk about here other than Optic. Besides FaZe getting the first win, CTF on Argyle, like, it was a route by Optic after that. 50-34 to 34 in the Slayer, 200-105 on the Oddball, and 4-0 on the King of the Hill. So, Optic route that FaZe roster, but that's not the last we're going to see of them. No, no, I agree with you. And then in winner's round two, we also had French Toast going up against Native Red. Not much to talk about here either, other than French Toast basically dominating in the games that they played as well. The Slayer was a little close, but all in all, French Toast 3-1 Native Red, sending Native Red 
to losers as well, which means, yes, we have Optic Gaming versus French Toast in the winner's final. Nobody saw this French Toast team doing anything. And uh, look where they are now. It's the, called the Gilkey Revenge Tour. We'll talk about that later, too. Um, Daddy, we'll talk about the monster stuff later as well. Okay? Hold hold your horses, as they say. Game one, CTF on Empyrean, 2-1. to one. With 48 seconds left in the game tied 1-1, one to one, Formal's able to grab the flag off of some great team kills being made by Optic. After being able to keep the French Toast players within their spawn, Formal is able to finish running the flag, and Optic takes the lead two to one with only twenty seconds to go. French Toast simply do not have what it t- uh, don't have the spawns or the time to make another comeback. They lose the game two one. Optic wins that one. Game two with Slayer on recharge, fifty to forty two going to Optic. Game three, Oddball on live fire, two seventy nine to two thirty five going to French Toast. And game four with Strongholds on streets, it was two fifty to one sixty going to Optic. Hey, remember. Remember when I said there was a trend? It's like I was using foreshadowing because here it is. Remember that strongholds on recharge game and pool play where Optic made a comeback when down 113 to 7? What have we told you this basically happened again, but this time the score was 133 to nothing before the comeback was made? Well, that's exactly what happened. And uh, Optic won 250 to 160. So. Losers round two. Phase up against Space Station Gaming. Phase routed them. The Slayer was close, but that's it. Phase want to make a loser's bracket run. Well, they have to make it through Native Red next. And boy, do they. In losers round three, they fucking annihilate them too. In the loser's final, Phase go up against French Toast. This is going to be difficult. Nothing really to talk about here other than FaZe winning that series 3-1, to one, sending Fresh Toast home. There's that. Then we have the Grand Final. I'm not going to talk about every game because not every game needs to be talked about, but Game 1, Strongholds on Streets, 250-248, to 248, going by way of Optic. You could not have asked for a better way to start off a Grand Finals between two of the best teams in the world. This one had everything. And was very back and forth right up to the very end. Surely the rest of this series is going to be similar. Nope. Phase won the next four games in absolute dominating fashion. Slayer 50 to 37, CTF 4 to 3, King of the Hill 4 to 2, and Slayer 50 to 30. We have a bracket reset, ladies and gentlemen. The real grand final. Phase versus Optic. Game one. CTF on Argyle, the not-so-much-versatile trash pile, but has a bug infestation. Well, FaZe asserted dominance with their freshly signed roster and created a bracket reset in the Grand Finals, and what better way to kick things off with the classic CTF game that goes to time because asking for five caps is fucking ridiculous, especially on a map like Argyle! But hey, all that matters is the win, and FaZe did just that. Winning the game 1-0 with Red of God! Going 28 and 18 when no other player on either team hit the 20 kill mark. That's why you pick that kid up. Game two, Slayer on recharge, 50 to 47 going to Optic. Strongholds on live fire, game three, 250 to 79 going to Optic. And then we have game four. Then we have game four. 
And this is where everything went downhill for the green wall. Let's just say it crumbled. King of Hill on streets. Game four. Oh, boy. The Lucid Rockets play. Game tied 2-2 in overtime with FaZe only needing a couple more seconds on the hill to take the lead. And Optic not that far behind. Not that far behind. Lucid's able to grab a fresh set of rockets and the hill being where they spawn. Okay? And with all the commotion happening around, he tries to make a play against two members of Sentinels. Unfortunately for him and for Optic, they both miss. And he gets taken out by Snakebite. With the numbers advantage on Sentinel's side and Rockets being useless, Snakebite and Renegade are able to run into the hill and get the cap, winning the game 3-2. to two. And after that moment... Yeah. When I said the green wall crumbled, it crumbled. Did I say Sentinels? I'm sorry. My bad. On phase. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. See, it takes a lot to get used to. I will have to get used to that, Jesus. So... That complete breakdown happens. It's really unfortunate because I understand in the heat of the moment, like from Lucid, like I don't want to speak for him, but like I understand in the heat of the moment, you know where the players are going to be, so you're trying to get them off guard. And like the first rocket, you're not shooting at anything. And the second rocket, that just sucks that it missed because that could have been a double kill that could have swung things in your favor and you could have probably won that game. You would have had numbers advantage and you, you would have killed the two people that were pushing into the hill. It really sucks that that last one missed for you. But hey, the point is you try to regain, right? Uh, Europa Moon. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Game five, Slayer on Aquarius 50 to 30 going to phase. And game six, Oddball on recharge 200 to 58 again going to phase. And yeah, it was after that moment. I swear to God. I swear to God. It was after that rocket play that that series just took a dramatic turn. There was no regain after that. Uh, it's Rab26. Thanks for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Congratulations to FaZe. Will. Yeah. Do you want to go through the results of the tournament? Yeah. Just uh, had a little PC issue here getting it resolved. <laughs> results of the Space Station Spartan Snowdown. We'll run through them all. Seventh and eighth place, um, Proton Gaming and Complexity. Fifth through sixth was your status quo. And Space Station, fourth place, went to Native Red. Uh, again, that's Manny, Druck, and Tolik with Soul Snipe. Mm -hmm. uh, third, your French Toast! French Toast! Gilkey, Monster, Rami, and Suppressed. Second, Optic Gaming, APG, Lucid, Formal, and Trippy, if you don't know. Your first place went to FaZe Clan, which is now Frosty, Renegade, Royal 2, and Snakebite. Indeedy dandy it is. Uh, shot status quo for taking sixth. Kind of cool to see there. Um, space station. Hope you bounce back. I imagine you will when it comes to land. No real surprises there. And uh, French toast. You know they fucking they did a thing. They did a thing. They won games. They won series. Good shit. Good shit. Gilkey. You know what? Shout out. We'll get to the the allegations in a minute, but. Regardless of that specific player, uh, shout out to Rami and Gilkey. Just love those guys. Just All love right. those guys. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. 
the gilk duds. You know? <laughs> like milk duds, but gilk yeah. duds, yeah. The gilk milk, if you will. Got gilk? Oh, no. Yeah, that sounds pretty bad, huh? It's pretty bad. All right. Uh, VODs are included in the Google Doc and the show notes of the show. Exclamation point show notes in chat if you want to check those out. Uh, the mainstream had some technical issues, which we'll talk about later. And uh, Ubernick had the Bravo stream. Go check that out as well. All right. Tournament thoughts. These are just what I have. Will, feel free to chime in as well. Uh, Sentinel's not making a pass pool play. I don't really think there's a lot to talk about here other than new roster, working things out. Um, French Toast made a great run. And not a lot of practice time for them. No, not well, I mean, for what it's worth, not a lot of practice time for that French Toast roster either. Let's be real. Uh, Like, I'm not, like, I don't want to give excuses to Sentinels. It's just, it's the way that, it's the way that the French Toast got flipped. You know what I mean? That's all it is. That's all it is. So, speaking of French toast, uh, Sentinels beat French toast, though. Yes, but due to map percentage wins, it didn't matter. So, it is what it is. Like I understand, I understand Spartan's frustration with the format not being the way that it probably should have been. Um, but you know, it is what it. You got to win more games. Any given Sunday, right? Or in this case, any given Friday, you got you got to win your games. Yeah. The day, I mean, and they'll bounce back. Like I don't, I don't think they're going to be a bad team this year. I actually highly doubt they'll be a bad team. There was a question that was asked way earlier on in the show. I forgot who asked it, but somebody asked way earlier on in the show, uh, "Are Sentinels even going to be a top five team?" I think that's what the question was. And I apologize, I didn't get it to it immediately. Um, but I could, I could see them being around there. I think they have a lot of things to work on. That's obvious. Um, we're just going to have to wait and see. Max Ether, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Give me my PP back. It was a two-day tourney format was fine. That's the thing, too, is right. Like That's what we talked about, Max, is that yeah. if they would have had, and this is speculative um, from me, if they had the third-place team from each pool move on to bracket play, just start in losers, then I wonder if it would have to be strung across three days, including Sunday, and maybe they just didn't have the resources to allocate to that. I'm, I don't want to speak for them. I don't know. But, I mean, obviously, like, more Halo is great, but it is, it's just it's the way it is. It's a preseason online event that doesn't have any real merit to it other than it was a cool thing that Space Station put on. And it was a fucking cool thing that Space Station put on. I, I will say, Optic Phase... Um, an SSG real top threes. Like that's from a land perspective, Four lands, that's, that's lands top and majors. Three. Yes. That's top three. Um, then you, then like, um, Akuza says you could have Sentinels in there. You could have G one in there, native red in there, you know, and top five is a little difficult too, because it really comes down to, pool play who who's gonna have that hot team in their pool or who gets the better seed faces them round one type Mm -hmm. of thing you never know i mean you have ryan coming out and finally acknowledging that they had like a pretty easy bracket in raleigh like it's how it it just depends on how that works yeah how it all breaks down 
Um, Daddy, make a good point. It's something that I've talked about too. SSG without their coach, though, really curious to see if they're actually a top three on land. And as Formal has said in a video um, between like a difference between a COD coach and a Halo coach, it, like it sounds like a Halo coach really does mean more. And I didn't include this as well, but Snakebite said in his stream yesterday, I didn't clip it, but he talked about the role that Royal One plays as a coach on that team and how Royal One's role may be different than other coaches on Halo teams. It really just depends on what they need, right? Sure. So, I don't know. I, like, honestly, I just, I wish, I wish them the best, and we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, Native is strong. Yeah, Native Red is a strong team. And they proved, I think they proved themselves, and they think they proved a lot of people wrong um, at Worlds, myself included. So, I'll take responsibility for that, absolutely. Uh, Atriox. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, welcome to the live show. Thank you for the follow. And JD Wrigley, thank you for the follow as well. Welcome to the live show. And we don't know what McWin's team is yet, so we'll have to wait and see on that. But who knows? Daddy said, the roster mania, I, made, I think, made things much closer and more exciting. Absolutely, it did. HRX says, really interested to see who's on McWin's team. From the rumors, it sounds like it could be solid. Absolutely. And and we're, we're McWin stands here. So, like, any team that McWin's a part of, now that he's back in the scene again, I'll just be happy. I'm just going to be happy to see him competing again, you know. It's going to be good shit. Going to be good shit. So, um, yeah, French Toast and the Gilkey Revenge Tour. So French Toast just fucking brought the heat in an online preseason event. I don't want to take anything away from what they did because what they did was awesome, especially to watch. The, the Twitch chat was in shambles. Um, Elamite even said like he had pancakes one morning, but he was going to have French Toast that afternoon because of how they were playing. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. That was good. Yeah. Um. No, it's, they played really well for this tournament. Got to give credit where credit is due. Gilkey played out of his fucking mind, which is awesome. It's been around for so long. And it, it sounds like that team will not be sticking together. It sounds like this was just like a made, a made together team for this event. Maybe things could change. You never know. But uh, good good on them. That's that's awesome. And again, this is, this, this is still keeping in the back of my mind the allegations that were made against Monster. Okay, that's still back here. We'll talk in a minute. Then we have phase asserting dominance as the season begins. Yeah. This, when we saw that first matchup between Optic and Phase in this tournament, and, and Optic just fucking ran through, we're, it, like, we're all thinking, right? We're all thinking, oh, just going through the motions. They, they're a great online team, and now they're a great land team too, but like they're a great online team. We already knew that. This is kind of uh, par for the course. We expected this. It is what it is. Then when they lost, um, I mean, it, it, in pools, though, when they lost to French Toast, it's like, oh, my fucking God, what's happening, right? It's, but when FaZe came back and they made that loser's bracket run and they just, they were hitting their stride a little bit more. Things were clicking for them. Snakebite even addressed that they still have a lot to work on, which is great to acknowledge. Even I mean, Lucid even said they have a lot to work on, too, in terms of optic. Like Shirzy said, so we're in for a good season. 
I can't wait. Can't oh, wait for yeah. those majors to roll around. It's going to be so good, man. So good. Uh, Momo Sumo, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Cheating allegations. Here we go. This is from Suspector, who said, How are we having these online tournaments without requiring people to stream webcams facing their monitors? Put us on Xbox. Something. I shouldn't be watching Team French Toast with Monster, who's been banned for cheating, playing Optic in the winner's finals. Such a joke. Okay. Diablo, the schedule has not been released yet. It has not been released yet. The HCS knows what the schedule is, and it should be released this month, according to Tashi. How do we know what's after Charlotte? Dude, Charlotte hasn't even come yet. Tashi said the plan... Things are still on track to release the roadmap this month in January. Just be patient. Trust me. I wish we fucking had it too. Okay. Charlotte two is after Charlotte. That'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> Ring around the Charlotte. Um, and here's from hysteria. Whether anyone is cheating or not, upsets and crazy online results have always been a thing. Didn't G1 literally get second in the online super and then top 12 at worlds? Anyone calling them cheaters? Online warriors have been a thing in Halo's entire existence. While winning events in Halo 3, my team would lose scrims plenty versus teams that would never take a game on LAN. Never thought cheating was the reason. With so much money online now, I'm sure there are people cheating, but online warriors are still a thing and tourney chokers. It's a good take to keep in mind. It's a great take to keep in mind because we know Monster's track record on LAN. It ain't good. And this isn't like to throw shade at him because there are players out there who are simply just better online. They're at their own setup. They're in their own like clear headspace. They don't have any other distractions going on. It's just them in the game and maybe cheats. (laughs) But on land, on land, you have everything else going on. You have the crowd. You have the other team sitting right across from you shouting in, shouting at you. You have a lot of other extraneous things happening around you at any given time. It's, you never know. Regarding the allegations that are made against Monster specifically, he has been accused of walling. Um, I think uh, one or two other things as well. Um, and this has been like, this has been consistent. This this wasn't just like a one-time thing. This has been consistent. To my knowledge, I don't believe there's been any hard proven evidence regarding it or nothing substantiated, I guess you could say. But there is always that speculation out there. I said last week that we were not going to talk about the other allegations that are being made against other players in the scene because there hasn't been enough evidence out there and enough research done regarding potent, uh, players potentially like using D-scope, cheat, uh, D-scope cheats. I'm still not going to talk about it because we still don't have all the information out there and you, you don't fucking know. The one thing I will say regarding the joining a cheater's discord Mm. is the one thing I'm going to say regarding this entire situation. I mean, with that entire situation, 
Does it look bad that you're joining one of those servers? Yes. Hell yes. Yes, it does. It makes you look very bad and very stupid for joining one of those servers. But guys, and this might be the biggest hot take of hot takes right now. It doesn't guarantee that you are cheating, that is. Just because you join it doesn't mean you're doing it. Now, again, I'm just trying. I'm not saying that these people are or are not cheating. I don't know. All I'm saying is just because you join the server, as fucking idiotic as that is, that does not automatically mean that you're doing the thing. Okay? That's all. Am I in those servers? No. Frankly, I don't even know what they are. Let's be real. But I don't care. I'm not good anyway. Um, And that's... Diablo makes the point. Maybe you join to look for others. That's, that's the thing. Is that... Now, again, it is fucking stupid. And Atriox says it looks really, really bad regardless. Yes, it does. It absolutely yeah. does. But that's, that's the thing. Dogbear, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Maybe they are joining because they heard a suspicion... People are nosy, you know, humans yeah. are nosy. We're nosy. A little Minnesotan accent coming out there I for mean, you. Even, even my curiosity was like, I wonder who else I could find in there if, exactly. I, if I went in myself. Exactly. Yeah. And if, if you or I went in there, nobody bad an eye because they don't know who the fuck we are. Right. Right. But when you have a name that is playing in a semi-professional or professional manner that goes in those servers, red flag, right? Red flags pop up. But you're right. Maybe people are going in there just to scope things out and be like, I wonder who the fuck is in this server right now that I, that maybe I teamed with. Maybe I don't know about, you know what I mean? And, and also people go in there just to be assholes and try to expose people. But that's besides the point. Um, someone said that you had to pay for it to be invited. Is that true? I honestly don't know. Uh, Ikuza says, if I got caught doing that, I'd be smarter. I'd say my brother logged on to my PC, got lost looking for Minecraft mods and installed walls. Try to prove I'm wrong. I fucking dare you. Look, I was just looking for Roblox shit. Leave me alone. Carnage says, how do you join? I'm asking for a friend. That's, you know, I'm just kidding. Um, sounds like the dark web of Halo. That's hilarious. Oh man. So it's, you know, you never know, man. Uh, Joyce Slay, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live thank show. Verb maker says SSG made a mistake running it back with that roster. I do not believe they did. I do not believe they did. Um, I think though, you know what verb? So will, you know what I want to do in the, in the next coming weeks or whatever, before Charlotte, hmm. before our pre-show, before our Charlotte pre-show, I want to do a preseason predictions show. So like during the preseason, we predict how the season's going to go. Oh God. Okay. Okay. Like you do with any other sport. Got it. Earl, like obviously everything is subject to change. You have no idea what the fuck's going to happen. Preseason predictions for the entire season because verb maker says SSG made a mistake running it back with that roster. Personally, I don't believe so, but I believe this year will be very telling for that team. Yeah, we they've never been great online. That SSG roster, like 
They always just fall a little bit short, but they show a big on land. Yep. So it's, but they could never close it out. They could never close it out on land, except at Raleigh, obviously, but that's besides the point. Sailor Noob says SSG has a stronger roster now than season one. Yes, but we're talking about like SSG, like Cloud9, SSG, that, that roster, like that group of four guys. That's what we're talking about. SSG didn't qualify for Worlds and they picked up a team that made grand finals. Y'all be faded. And Shirzy, that's the thing is that like, I'm not, I'm not going to throw shade. Okay, sure. Let's calm the fuck down. All right. God damn. Go check an interview with him, by the way. It's great. Shirzy's amazing. But no, I don't think they made the mistake. SSG obviously didn't make the mistake by picking up that roster because they just solidifies themselves even further. But I believe this season will be very, very telling for that roster. And we'll talk about that during the preseason prediction show later on. Um, Lucky Todd, my question is where the fantasy halo, where's the fantasy halo at? I'm trying to draft all the cheaters. Yo, make sure you get monster on your team. People are going to take that fucking out of context. Uh, Oh man. Jolt. Uh, Frosty and Renegade together have insane chemistry. How many times did they have, uh, did they co-pop off? Exciting to watch. They always, they're going to, man. They're going to pop off all the goddamn time. They're going to pop off all the goddamn time. Yes, Max. I'm talking about like the cheating allegations in general. I'm sorry. I'm putting two different things together right now when I shouldn't be. The cheating allegations against Monster, one side, the other completely separate thing is the people in the cheating discords. Sorry, I make sure, want to make that clarification. I apologize. Whiskers, purrs. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. So, who the fuck knows what's going on with Monster? All we know is that the man plays very well online, does not play very well on LAN. We'll see if this season's any different. Okay? Yeah. Okay. And the last thing I want to say is in regards to the tournament production as a whole, there were a lot of technical difficulties that were happening on the Friday mainstream. Um, and this was due to an internet issue at the space station complex. So all I can say is, you know, shit happens. It's unfortunate, but they came back as soon as they possibly could after getting everything up and running. And then once everything was up and running, Oh, what a show it was. Yeah, it was great. Um, all the skits were fantastic. Maddie clipped probably my favorite one of the entire night. Did you see the one with Ace's Lemonade? No. Oh, yo, man. So my favorite skit of the night was Tony and Active, amazing individuals. We stan them. Tony and Active doing a little skit. Active has a, so Tony has like an SSG shaker bottle. Active has a bottle of, like, a bottle of water, but it has, like, a lemonade mix in it. And on the, has a, lo- a label on the front that says Ace's Lemonade. You know the joke. Um, or is it a joke? Mm. So, at the end of the skit, they're like, all right, cut, we're done, we're out. And then they have, like, the actual skit. And Active's drinking lemonade. Like, oh, this is so good. And then Tony's like, what, the, what are you drinking? It's like, oh, Elamite gave this to me. It says Ace drinks it before every match. And we all know fucking awesome Ace is and blah, blah, blah. And he's drinking. He's like, oh, so good. The Tony's like, all right, yo, let me, mind if I get a swig real quick? And there's the, there's the clip for you. It's like, mind oh, if I perfect. get a swig? 
and he smells. He's like, dude, I think this is Ace's pit, and then it cuts out. <laughs> nice. It, uh, incredible. That is a thing that's been running for a while, and that is hilarious. Hilarious. You don't know the joke carnage? Well, now you do. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. But no, in all honesty, once they were able to get things back up and running, I think everybody did a phenomenal job. Um, especially for an online tournament. The thing that they wanted to do, which they absolutely accomplished, is they didn't want to have boring break times. They were also sick and tired of seeing the we'll be back in five minutes screen or we'll be back in 15 minutes screen or we're having technical difficulties screen. They were sick of all that shit. Instead, they made their own skits for the entire thing. They had, they had little interviews as well. Um, they had skits with the space station Spartan um, with a bunch of other people like skits and forge. It was, it was awesome. The, the one with the vending machine where he can't get the water bottle. Hold on. Diablo, the answer to that question is fuck no. I'm going to leave that there. Go ahead. Um, it was painfully long, but it was brilliantly painfully long. Like, just feel for the dude. Oh, the vending machine? Yeah, where you yeah. can't get the, the dollar yeah. in? That was funny. Um, the one, I will say this. Uh, a couple points of feedback that I would like to give is... They, you wanted to get away from having the break screen, so you have the skits, but after a round of skits, you still had sometimes like a two-and-a-half to five-minute break screen. Um, so if you ever do something in the future space station, if you ever hear this or anything like that, a piece of feedback I give is just I – mean, this is going to sound stupid, but like try not to do that. Um, try having the skits run into the actual going back to the hosts at the desk. Um just because it was it was jarring to have all of those skits happen, which were great. They were really funny and they're fun. Um, to just go right to a break screen anyway. And I understand getting into lobbies and getting things set up sucks and everything takes more time. But you know, if if that's gonna happen, then just cue skits back up again and go. You also don't want to run out, I guess. Well, they or, did. Things right, re ran, re yeah. Re ran. Which is fine. It's just like because not everybody's gonna see them at every time, you know? Yeah. So you don't want to repeat yourself too much. Yeah, but it was better than seeing clips over and over and over again. It was better than literally just a break screen. I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Just a piece of feedback. Have the skits run into the actual desk host talking, and that'd be awesome. Um, that's that's really the only point of criticism that I have in terms of the event because I think everything else ran pretty goddamn well. Um, and I want to give a big shout out to everybody involved, including the talent. Um, we had Elamite and Clutch doing the casting. We had Tony and Active on the desk. Um, all four of them did amazing throughout the entire weekend, kept the energy up, um, even through the technical stuff that was happening. And, like, it was awesome. And then everybody behind the scenes as well, everybody on the production side that had a hand in creating those skits, I said it in the tweet, but like you all deserve raises. You all did a phenomenal job. You brought something fresh, something new, something exciting to an online tournament that you don't see. Like the, you don't see these all the time, right? It is always just a traditional break screen or like a fly overview. It, it's just, it's boring, you know? And you guys decided that, no, we're fucking space station. We have the best merch in the scene. We're not boring. 
who the fuck you think we are? And you guys put on a great event. So to everybody at Space Station, everybody on the production team, everybody behind the scenes, all the talent as well, all the players that took to, took the time to qualify and compete in the event, thank you all for doing so. It was great. Cannot say anything better about it, to be honest. And they're losing 24 to nothing, huh? Brett Maher, the kicker for Dallas, has missed four PATs. I know somebody's getting dropped next year. The whole Twitter is just like, everyone hoping Dallas scores again to see how many PATs this guy can miss or if he will ever finally make one. Poor kicker. He's probably going to get fired. Um. Oh, God. How do you... Oh, God. It a chirper. Chirpier. Chirpier? Chiriper? Tri- tri- God damn it. Itachi Riper. Ah. Itachi Riper. I'm, I'm, I, I mispronounced that, I'm guaranteed. But thank you for the follow-up no to the live yeah. show. I'm sorry, I got so fucking hook up on that for some reason. Woo. Um, I truly believe Space Station found a great balance between competition and fun. All in Juan, welcome. I don't believe I said that to you earlier. I apologize. And yes, I believe you were right. They did make a great balance between the two. The teabagging Spartan was great when showing the maps. That was a fun little side oh, yeah. like Easter egg in there too. The flyovers going at each game. That was funny. Ford truck, man. Did you, did you see the flyover for Imperial? Welcome to the live show. Where on the, when they're showing the green side of the map from the outside, the dude who has OS gets repulsed off the side as he's popping it. So you just see this white blur go flying. I thought that was great. It's good shit. <laughs> Ford truck, man says, let's go. Let's go indeed, man. What'd be really funny is if, if you own a fucking Chevy. Like, that'd be hilarious if that was actually the case. Like, you had a Ford for so long, and the Ford breaks down, and then you get a Chevy instead. You know what? I, 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 doubt, I doubt that's true. I mean, they're built Ford tough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. America! Fuck yeah! Bought my wife a Mercedes. Hey, you want to... We're here too. Someone, uh... We're not picky, you know? We're not picky. You want to just, you know... We're in Minnesota. Send something our way. Winter tires would be a nice touch, you know? We'll leave it to you. It could even be a Ford truck. Not going to complain. All right. Shout out Space Station. You guys are fucking goaded. The organization. We'll have to see about the roster. Hey. hey. <laughs> it's time for the regular news. Joint fire event scheduled for January 17th. That's tomorrow. It's by Halo. I think the... Okay. Try not to be super negative on the show, but I calls it as I sees it. And we're not paid by fucking 343 or anything like that. Uh, I think the cosmetics in this event look like absolute ass. Just going to throw that out there. I talked to Justin about it. He said he's a, he's a fan of the JFO class helmet. But man, oh, oh boy, that 10-tier uh, event pass, ain't it? That's just me. There's things she does for me that you can't, like tax preparation. You know what? You're not wrong about that Ford truck, man. 
I also don't do my own taxes. I pay somebody to do to prepare my taxes. So you are correct. I'm definitely following you assholes. I'm here for the blunt honesty. That's all we fucking do here. Yep. Ford truck man. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, was not a fan of the cosmetics either. Just. Miss the mark. Miss the mark for me. They look terrible. I, I Kuza says, I'm sorry I don't know your name yet, but the person on your right uh, kind of looks like Stephen Merchant. This is Will. I'm Will. Hi. AKA I, Mr. Mayhem. What's My up? My name is Josh, AKA JK Fire. Will. Josh. Who do I look like? Stephen Merchant. Will. Josh. I don't know who that is either, to be honest with you. We're going to get along great. Big fan of Teabag, and I'm platinum trash. Well, I'm mid diamond. So not at your trash level, but you know. <laughs> just kidding oh then me oh shit what's steven merchant look like do i look like him oh wow that's kind of funny i kind of see that's kind of funny he's funny too i'll take that what was the inspiration behind your shirts <laughs> i fucking love you um incentive thank you for the follow welcome to the live show but yeah the cosmetics in the event kind of look like ass that's it for the regular news God of the games, watch! I don't have anything to fucking talk about. We could talk about the whole Dashy being dropped. They pick up Hook. They win their first match with Hook. Optic fanboys are going to optic fanboy. Haters are going to hate. We could talk about the player on the gorillas that beat the thieves. And him keeping a tweet in his back pocket for three years. Wait, what? I missed Draza put out a tweet against this player who called him like a dog shit fuck based off of scrim results. Okay. And so the player gets picked up by the gorillas. They play the thieves last week in just a regular match for seating, you know? Yeah. And they and the gorillas beat them and he had a tweet ready to go from three like he saved that tweet from three years ago, retweeted it, and said like dog shit fucker, fuck you, man, or something like that. All right then. Yeah. Like it was exceed. There you go. Jeez. Okay. Right, but it was exceed to Draza. Right? Like Draza's the first one that tweeted it. Wait, no, like Seed tweeted it to Draza. Draza called it called Exceed a dog shit fuck. And Exceed comes back and like, I'm fucking back pocket this shit. You've activated my trap card. That's that's what he fucking did. And Bob's your uncle. Who's the dog shit fuck? I didn't know dog shit could have sex. You know, I, I don't know. No comment. I guess I don't know. He also had some words on the cam at the end of the match. Yeah, didn't he like put up his middle fingers like fuck you and shit like that? He said that tweet above his bed for three years. He has. He, you know what? He's the fucking um he's the he has the he's Wolverine from X-Men, the animated series, in the bed with the photo. And the photo is Draza's tweet. That's him. Dog Bear says, Exceed called Draza trash because of scrims. Draza then beat Exceed in a match and called him a dog shit fuck because he beat him. 
when it mattered sometime later than three years later, exceed claps back in a match. Thank the, you. There, that's the, the perfect, that's the perfect synopsis dog bear. <sighs> Ford truck man says I got on face Spartans Twitch after the SSG tourney and asked him why he didn't play better. Did he ban, did he ban you? He may, that sounds, or did he block you? Par for the course. I don't know. You didn't look? All right. That's valid. That's valid. Just seeing I can make a sizzle stick stickers. Amazing. Do, do not. Do not tease me right now. Josh has a thing for stickers. I don't think it's clear. You kind of got me into it, too, if you can't tell. <laughs> do not fuck with me right now. Shirzy, you better fucking make them and bring them to Charlotte and give me one or multiple. That'd be nice. Somebody asked if we'll be at Charlotte earlier in the chat. I forgot who it was. I'm just remembering now. Yes. Josh will be there. Yes. So to that person, yes. Diablo, you, I think I even answered your question, but if I didn't, yes. There you go. Daddy says Spartan banned me for asking if you'd rather have teeth for hair or for teeth. Oh, and we're back to that bullshit. Oh, no. That's it for Cotton Other Games. Watch time yeah. for Will's Adventures with Overs. Another games too. Will, what'd you play last week? I played Halo Infinite. Oh, boy. Did the weekly challenge in multiplayer. Um, It was a wonderful time, kind of. Uh, it was fun playing with you guys for it. Having to grind the challenges on my own, I, I didn't like. but I do. I am thankful that they reduced it to 10 and they're playlist agnostic now. Yes, that is great. The you one can do thing, what you want. Yes. The one thing that does suck is that some are weapon specific. Yeah. Or weapon type specific, which, again, just sucks because they don't always spawn on every map. You may be forced to go into Fiesta to get cheeky with it, but it is what it is. Um, then did some ranked gameplay, um, really just bounced around in plat five. I think I ended up barely ahead of where I started, but I got my buddy Joey to come back and play mm -hmm. some halo. And then I noticed the next day when I, um, when I was actually here, when we were doing the Patreon stuff that he was on halo infinite all by himself. And I'm like, holy shit. So is he, he back? He, he enjoyed it. He wants, he likes playing infinite, but he wants at least three people to play. Cause he, again, he's the person that only likes ranked type gameplay in any game. So, okay. He, wa he wants to play with three or four for ranked If he's going to play, that's kind of his, uh, stipulation. I think he was on by himself just cause he had fun the night before and wanted to probably, who knows, get, do something, maybe just get a shot better. But, yeah, got him back on Halo, so that's good. Very nice. And then uh, played some Warzone 2.0. Okay. Um, It's not sounding like it went well. Well, so, again, my buddy Joey, he actually traveled to Ireland uh, over New Year's and stayed for a couple weeks. Um, 
and he just got back and he was like, I'm itching for a win in war zone. Okay. And we just, we kept, we played a couple nights. It was up and down. You know, I think the highest we got was maybe like fifth or fourth place. And it was just like, it's fucking war zone. It gets crazy. Um, until was it yesterday after the Vikes game where we lost and I called it or was that Saturday? Anyway, earlier <laughs> this weekend, uh, we're, we're playing, um, we get down to like the last few squads and we have to rotate to the circle and there's like a, a building and then like a half wall, okay. right? And we jump out and have to rotate along this half wall, but there's a team to our right who can see our heads while we're running. So we jump out, Joey gets lasered instantly, goes down and eliminated, you know, he got thirsted. I go down, but I have a self-revive. And, the, like, we got pushed as that fight was happening. So, like, I go down, and someone looks back at me to thirst me, but then they start getting shot. Oh, shit. Okay. So you're not dead yet. So I'm not dead. So I pop my self-revive and start moving towards the circle again, and I get popped again, go down. Fuck. I'm like, fuck me. Um, as I go down... A person comes from the right to fight the guy, the person that downed me again. I had another self-res in my back. I was holding on to two self-reses. So I popped the self-res. At this point, the circle is coming back towards me. It had already shifted forward, and the new circle was behind me. So okay. pop my self-res. I stand up and shoot the person, and I have no idea, like, no, I had no game awareness what was going on. I was just panicking and trying to pop myself right. Yeah, you don't want to die. I, I down the person, and the person behind them is self-rezzing. So I thirst the first person. The guy gets up. I just one-tap him, down him, thirst him, and it's like, we're, winner. Like, we won. I was oh, like, sick. what the sh- What the? They fuck? were the last team. Yeah, so luckily that what had happened is, is I got downed by that last person. Yeah. That guy attacked from the right, downed the teammate. This guy downed him. And thirsted when I popped, I downed him. The other guy popped the self-res. I downed him. So you just came up at the perfect I time. I just, get, yeah, popped up at the perfect time. That's Little great. bit of luck. Grateful I found the extra self-res rotating in that, in the city in the final circle. And having two self-reses won us the game. So finally got that win. It was a little unsatisfying only being like with me just being alive and not winning as a team, but still good. And then, uh, Played some Rock Band 4. Nice. Had some whiskey. Had some shots. Some whiskey? So, yes. Had some shots. Oh this God. was Saturday night uh, watching some football. Everybody! And I played some Rock Band 4 and sung my heart out. But Good shit. That's all I played for the week. What about you, Josh? Oh, boy. Well, first up, uh, people in chat are shitting in Call of Duty. Understandable. Yeah. It's understandable. Um, I wouldn't go so far as to say Battlefield 4 five and one are easily better. I would say battlefield three and bad company two are way easily better. We need bad company three guys. That's what we really need. We need bad company three. And that sucks to hear that overwatch two is not good. Or at least in your guys' eyes. It's unfortunate. I liked overwatch one. I played halo infinite. The community playdate and got the weekly ultimate done. And then I played Pokemon Scarlet, uh, completed the Cinderace raid, 
And uh, I forgot if I said it last week, but I completed the Pokedex, and it's the first ever Pokedex in a Pokemon game I've ever completed. So I'm pretty happy about that. You can shit on me all you want, but, you know, Pokemon games are fucking fun. So what are you going to do? So I played. Let's get into some shout-outs! Daddy, no, we're not going to talk about that because I have yet to watch the first episode and I plan on doing it tonight. So no, we are not going to talk about it right now. And Lucky Top, thank you. Greatly appreciated. Shout out to everyone who joined the community play date. Deep Pancakes, Fox Too Quick, Carnage, Halo for Life, our Elated Dartboard, Hero Spartan, Marmar, Goalie Sniper, Shot, and Newcomer, All in Juan, who... Special shout out to you, sir, because of the video we'll, we'll include in the community creation segment. Like, wow. So fucking shout out to you and thank you for joining up. Shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. Okay. You got a list again. I do have a list again. Give me one secaroonie. Old dirty pickle. Lucky Todd, uh, Pepper, which was the bot who wanted to sell shit, who I wanted to give money to, but wouldn't let me give money to. Uh, Fafaro Land, Ty Games, Diablo, Teacher, uh, Skillets, this guy, RGO34, Goblin, uh, I'm a 50 IRL, Kush Goblin, Lodali, Corbomb, Respo, Fearless Bullcut, Captures, Sick Ninjin, Noob with No Name, Gray, Brotherly, Europa Moon, It's Rab 26, Math, Max Ether, Atriox, JD Wrigley, Mama Sumo, Dog Bear, Joy Slay, Whiskers Purrs, it, it, uh, Itachi Ripper. I think that's it. I think it's Itachi Ripper. Ford Truck Man! <laughs> And incentive. Thank you all for the follows. Greatly appreciated. And then we have. If you give me a f- fucking second. Winkler with the seven month resub. Godzilla with the sub arena. Diablo with the gifted sub. I am Barnaby Jones with the uh, two month resub. Briggs with the two gifted subs. Chica with the seven-month resub Arena and Swole Denny with the two-month resub, you all get a woo! Thank you all very much. Greatly appreciated. I am fucking sweating right now. Shout out to everyone who is a patron at the semi-pro and higher tiers. That includes the only Neve, Heavy Rainfall, Elated, Dartboard, Just Josh and Carnage. Thank you guys so very much for supporting us over on Patreon. Will's going to shout that shit out later on in the shout-out section the show and then i want to give a special shout out to the uh, games done quick on raising two million six hundred and forty two thousand four hundred and ninety three dollars for the prevent cancer foundation during the awesome games done quick marathon over the last week and guys always remember fuck cancer that's it for the shout outs time for the community creations halo memes every day reddit.com forward slash r forward slash halo memes check it out argyle map callouts by onset Check that video out. How formal one another world championship, the inner circle by Optic Gaming. They always do all caps in their video titles. You ever notice that? Yeah, I have. Yeah, they're always all caps. You don't need to fucking scream in the title. 
It's okay. Some Community Forge creations. We have the Ocarina of Time Hyrule Field by uh, X Radical. It's a map. And then we have the map of Nemesis by Warholic. Forge Extraordinaire. And then we have Forge Features, the article on Waypoint for January 13, 2023, where they take an, uh, some more curated things and put them in that article and you go check them out. Halo World Championship 2022 highlights montage edited by Bradek and the video I teased earlier. Playing with the HDS Pro Talk community by All in Juan. It's a fucking amazing video. Yeah, that was great. I laughed my ass off. Go watch it if you haven't already. And again, shout out All in Juan for not only joining, but for fucking doing that. Like that video is incredible. And if you don't know what bees dick means, you will know. You, you will find out. You will find out. <sighs> I want to do this for once. For all the new people here, logo's not real. Oh, way to break the immersion. Ooh. You're right. It is not real as of yet. As of yet. <laughs> um, Swole Daddy says, I wouldn't say that. For, for $9.99, you can get the HCS Pro Talk 2023 calendar. And let me just say that Josh in June is fire. Ooh. God. Link to the vid. It's in the show notes. Exclamation point. Show notes in the chat. Scroll on down to the community creations. And it's there. I can also I can get it going here. Well, fuck you, Ford truck man. That's it for the community creations, and that's all I got for the show. As a matter of fact, therefore, Will, if you would do me a favor, after you post the link in the chat, which I think you're doing right now, there it is. Do me a favor, yeah, and plug the show. As Josh said before, thank you to all our Patreons. We do now have a Patreon. Um, go you mean patrons. Patrons. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I'm tired. My brain's like starting to power down. It's okay. um, our very first episode of Pro Talk Off the Rails has gone live for patrons at the $5 and up tiers. In this first episode of the exclusive show about everything other than Halo, we discuss our favorite cars in movies. There you go. Um, and as always, you can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HGS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well, like Josh's favorite. Pocket Cast. Not net. Not net. Let us <laughs> and thank you, Maddie, for doing that. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. Join the Discord. Join the community discussion. Link is provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. We have a Twitter. Find us at HGS Pro Talk on Twitter. We have an Instagram and Facebook as well. Go check out VODs our interview series all over on YouTube. If you want to catch up on anything that we've done in the past, it's all there. YouTube.com slash HGS pro talk. We're live on Twitch. If you're listening or catching it later, uh, we're live on Twitch Mondays at 7 PM central time. Usually. Yeah. Usually keyword, obviously HGS pro talk on Twitch. Uh, we have a TikTok. need to do more with that. We have a website, HGS pro that now redirects to evolved halo.com. Your home for halo. Speaking of which, don't forget about the fine folks over at podcast Evolved. They have great shows such as podcast Evolved, mission debrief, halo TV plus book club, build with blocks, halo headlines and halo gear guide. And make sure to check out the updated podcast evolved Patreon tiers, including access to a brand new show titled. I would have been your podcast. Like the skull. I would have been your daddy. There you go. It's a great play on words. Great play on words. Um, Lucky asks, is the community playdate just for patrons? Absolutely not. All you have to do, join up in the Discord, Lucky. We uh, try to do them every Friday around 8 p.m. Central. 
and we go for a couple hours, join up. Love to have you. It'll be a fun time. We're typically playing um, like Forge Customs in Infinite. So yeah, be good shit. Do it up. But yeah. Is that it? I think that's it, right? That's it. All right. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm you're cut. catching you're, up on chat. Hey, like, it's what, okay. What's going on? It's okay. It's late. The Cowboys are winning. I'm in shambles. Just kidding. Good on them. The Bucks never deserve to even make it to the playoffs anyway, but that's besides the, the, the point. The Bucks finally scored. Oh, my God. At the end of the third quarter? Yep. Oh, it's fucking did crazy. They also, well, they missed the extra point, too. Did they? Did they? I'm going to laugh so hard. It says hard. end of Q3. Oh, I'm going to laugh so hard if they actually did miss the extra point. What's going on in Dallas? Uh, all in Juan says, or leaving our 12th high and dry in BTB. That's true. We did do that. Yeah. We got, if you haven't watched the video, you should watch the video. But um, they went for two and failed. Oh, God. Uh, we... We got we got fucking high uh, high power. I think that's the name of the map. We got it two times in a row. And that second time, we were a group of eleven, so we matched with one other person, and we all just left. So I feel bad for that person that we left. I'm Poor sorry, guy. guy. I'm sorry, uh, guy or girl, whoever. It's it's unfortunate, but I mean, I didn't want to play the fucking map again. It's awful. That map was awful. So, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to do it for episode 269, nice, of HCS Pro Talk. If you're tuning in live, thank you for taking the time to do so. Hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you guys for joining the conversation with the topics, with the news, with all the stuff that was happening as we go off the rails as we typically do. You know what it is. To all the new folks that tuned in for the first time, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And, uh... Hope you come come around again or check out the audio show or the video show, whatever it may be. Uh, Elim. Or is it Eli MTG? Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Will Optic beat FaZe? It's only a matter of, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. This season's going to be fucking awesome, though. Atrax says, glad I followed you guys. Very entertaining. This community is friendly. You're fucking awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you. Um... But seriously, thank you guys for tuning in to the live show. If you're here, if you're here live. If you're checking out the audio version on your favorite podcast service or you're checking out the video VOD on YouTube, thank you as well. Um, I'm not, for those that are hanging out, for those that stuck out this long, I don't typically do this. I don't typically like pimp our own shit out. But what I will say is if you're interested any at all in wanting to support us further than a Twitch sub would get you or anything like that, do check out the Patreon, okay? Again, I don't talk about this often. Maybe I should because people say you should promote yourself more. I will say if if you want to do that, you want to support us further, check out the Patreon. You do get cool exclusive shit. We just released, like Will said, the first episode of the Patreon exclusive audio show to patrons. Go check it out. Uh, more stuff on the way as well. It's going to be really cool. And uh, we're doing that. This is the first time we're doing something like this for the new year. It was our five-year anniversary at the beginning of January. So we're just fucking rolling in there, baby. Oh, appreciate you too, Lucky. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week to talk about more shit. Beans for lunch. Says, why, man? I just got home. 
redo the show. Let's roll it back, baby. Another two and a half hours. We'll cut to the show. He's like, I'm fucking well, I'm, I'm out of here. I gotta go to bed. Oh my God. Uh, Vaya Conditos, amigos. Did I say that right? I don't know Spanish very well. I'm sorry. And thank you guys so very much for hanging out. We'll be back next week to talk about, I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about. Maybe some more crazy shit. Maybe the roadmap would be released. Oh my God. Wouldn't that be wonderful if we just wake up one day and it's like, hey, here's your roadmap for the 2023 season. Ooh. Fucking waited long enough. Trick a pone. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Sorry we're ending the live show. It's the end of the episode. But hey, feel free to check out the audio version on your favorite podcast service. Or the YouTube VOD. That'll go live tomorrow. Along with potentially Snake Bites video talking about all the stuff. So. Thanks, Beans. We'll be back next week. Have a great one. Enjoy the Cowboys winning. Or not, if you don't like the Cowboys. I know Maddie's excited. Just wait, guys. After this game, Maddie's going to be fucking in the Discord be like, We're going to the Super Bowl! Got to get past the 49ers, motherfucker. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. But until then, bye bye